podcast episode number 88 and 88 is the right number because we are talking about horror movies from 1988 today my name is dave z oh i'm chainsaw christian uh grimsby here grimsby and i'm uh i don't have a nickname but i am on caffeine again because i just got home from work rushing 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 here i am i got a a timmy's pumpkin spice um what you might call it so Um, you're gay dave tonight (laughs) <laughs> gay Dave. I allow myself four of these a year. One a week during October. Timmy's pumpkin spice and frappuccino. Enema. Frappuccino. Enema I'm, has to come out. All those words you said together, enema is the only appropriate word to end that with. This is gonna be a problem because I haven't taken a dump today and I rushed home from work. So I'm tight enough schedule as it is. But anyway. Nobody wants to hear about that. If there is time to BS at the end, we really want to because there is some stuff we want to talk about, something big going on for Show 100 that we'd like to announce. But we are going to just get into the movies tonight, directly into it. We have 10 movies that were handpicked from Derek B. on the patron, Patreon, because he's a patron. How's that? Um, <laughs> it's a patron. And thank you, Derek. As you can see, we are not doing these type of shows anymore. After the next show... We will never have a show where anybody can pick more than three movies again, unless it's a hand-picked trilogy by us, which actually is a quadrilogy. There are a few like that, but that's another story. 1988, gentlemen, I hope you remembered your top five for the year, which we could probably do at the end. And if not, then we won't do it. We can do it at the end, even though I totally forgot. (laughs) You're the one that brought it up. Yeah, I did. No, I think Christian did. I did. I know that was a top ten, but so I've got it covered one way or the other. Mm. You can take my six through ten, three. I can, I, do I, I can do a 10 also. We'll figure it out. All right, let's yep. jump right into it. 10 films from 1988. Let's start it off randomly with a first-time watch for me. This is also what uh, Christian calls his tidy whities and this is The Lair of the White Worm. <laughs> Directed by Ken Russell. When an archaeologist uncovers a strange skull in foreign land, the residents of a nearby town begin to disappear, leading to further unexplained occurrences. Don't be so daft. <laughs> this was a first time watch for you, B? First time watch. I never had any interest in seeing it. Always looked like something I was going to hate. I yes. thought so too. No, and, I said, I, and I did when I was a kid. I said my 15 year old or whatever old mine, I guess it was 88. So depending on when, roughly, yeah, 14, 15, did not absorb this movie well. I had, yeah. I saw some pictures in Fangoria and I was, I love vampires. So I couldn't wait to see it. And I was bored at that time. And I, I enjoyed it, thoroughly enjoyed it this time. I'm not super high in it. Yeah, but I did too. Really enjoyed now, it. 
Yeah, I did too. I thought some like obviously like the the Ken Russell dream nightmare sequences in here. I don't know why they just they look very Freddy Freddy's Dead to me. Well, they they looked like the like why it was obviously like, a choice. They looked like video, and it looked like the bad the bad green screen, blue screen, whatever. I don't know why they chose to do that because it just looked horrible. I, yeah, I, I put on my 3D glasses. I expected <laughs> to be sucked right in. <laughs> but what a cast, man. I mean, I always knew Hugh Grant was in this, but uh, you also got a uh, young Peter Capaldi in here, yeah. a young Doctor Who. Amanda Donahue Doctor is... Doctor Who? Uh, huh? Kelly Who? Kelly? Doctor Dr. Kelly Who? <laughs> Dr. Kelly Who. Shout out uh, Friday 8. And you got the uh, the sisters in here, the Trent sisters. Indeed. I'll tell you this. I also never wanted to watch this uh, as a child or whatever, um, seeing it on the shelf and everything else. Mm, I thought it'd be something I'd be bored with. Now, the first time I saw this movie was actually for a podcast a couple years ago. We did it on ABC's A Hidden Horror, and uh, Bo Ransdell guest starred on that, and he brought that movie to the table. <laughs> I, I said at the end of that review when we discussed it, that I, I, I want to watch it a second time because I didn't quite get what was going on and I was drifting in and out of it. And But I did like some of the visuals. Matter of fact, the stuff you guys were just uh, shitting on, I, I, I would have preferred a freaking 90-minute movie just of that stuff. I enjoyed that stuff with the, the snakes and the witches and, and the crucifix and all that crazy shit going on. And... The second view did not help me. I was still drifting in and out. I could understand why people would like it. At the end of the day, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, yeah, you know what, though? You know what I liked about it? And you could even see it, you know, in a young Hugh Grant. There's still there's some decent comedy in here. I always hmm. thought he was funny. I really did. I, I like Hugh Grant. And I just think there's there's some lines in here that are... I don't know if they're intentionally or unintentionally funny, but even uh, Lady Marsh, you know, when she it, it just certain scenes when they're playing snake shoots and ladders, and then the kid, yeah. the youth, she picks up, he starts playing the harmonica, the way she yeah. starts dancing, <laughs> right? <laughs> like what? The, I nearly died laughing. Oh, she's and gorgeous. Then, you know, she, she's gorgeous. Yes. She, yeah, oh yeah, man. She is. And yeah. She, she bites him in the dick, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Man, you have appalling bo." And he starts like. Mm-hmm. And he's like, save your breath. You have halitosis as well. Yes. <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. That sequence when he came to visit, that whole thing, the snakes and ladders, her dancing snakes and then mocking him for playing the freaking thing. How about snakes and ladders? Did you notice that one giant snake at the beginning or at the top of the board went all the way down to the bottom? Yeah. I don't remember one being that long. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've There's seen... always one really shit There's one that he didn't want to land on. But that's like all the way to the top to all the way to the bottom. I was like, wow. Even the Citizen Kane reference where she throws in the fire is like, she's like, that's my rosebud. <laughs> rosebud. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never seen Citizen Kane, but I already, I know about the rosebud. Thing. Yeah. But uh, you know you, th- you thought it was a foreign reference. Now, I don't know what I thought it was, but it's been spoiled for me. So there's no need for me to watch the movie now. And everyone loves that movie. But that's another story. Um, I like her. I like that sequence. It's this movie to me is what I pictured Hammer movies being before I watched them, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is it's very British and it's very dull to me. That's what I thought Hammer horror was gonna be, and that's what this was instead. And I, I liked the Hammer horror movies when I watched them. 
Yeah, and I think it, it could kind of be like an offshoot of them, but it doesn't quite have the, um, well, especially their older ones. They, they really had like atmosphere. I'm not saying this one was didn't have any atmosphere because the lair was kind of cool, but it, it's very much a set piece. Like it looks like a giant set. I thought of it more like a like a modernized version of the Universal Classics. Like it fit kind of just like that, except for the the really overt anti-Christian imagery and her, you know, spitting, puking onto the the crucifix and all that stuff. But you tone that down, and it could just be an updated version of like a Universal monster movie. Now wait, what was what was her purpose again for uh, for bringing about this? This Dianin, this this goddess, this snake god. Was I don't it know, to, but was, was it to cool. maintain her youth or something? She had to do a sacrifice to maintain her youth. See, we don't even know. All I know is they found this skull in the beginning. They found this fossil. I I, I had trouble understanding everything that was coming out of their mouths. It took a while to get going. I liked the sequence, like I said, with the girl biting the kid's dick off and, and luring him in and stuff like that. And the the girls were nice to look at that the women were the, uh, so that was okay yeah, and the, the end really yeah definitely and the end was really good when she was doing all that crazy stuff and dying on whatever yeah. she was playing over and over again the eyeball kill was cool I don't know why she was so sad though she was very blue Christian did they say why why she was doing it was she sacrificing because it, it to maintain her eternal youth. I believe Nobody so. Knows. No, I believe that. I believe that's what it is. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, I think I, they did say it. I think they did say it. I just took crappy notes here. Mm. <laughs> My note taking is getting worse. But I, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. I like the setting. I, I, I like the comedy throughout. That really saves it for me. The bagpipe scene. Out of nowhere, the bagpiper. No, but that's hilarious because like it reminded me of a uh, so I married an axe murderer. We have a piper down. He's playing. He's getting exhausted. He's getting winded. And you Ernie, yeah. yeah, and Ernie's chasing him, and he's like, he's out of breath. <laughs> I, 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 there's an odd scene at the beginning, or, or you know, within the first ten minutes when they're at that party. I don't know what they wanted to do. I don't know why this was a choice for the sound design, but they're talking in that room when they're eating the foods, and all you hear are people walking in and out of that thing. All you hear is their their footsteps. I thought it was so yeah. weird. I don't know if they forgot to overdub music or if they realized they fucked up and then want to ADR it. I don't know if that was a conscious decision. I assume it was, but for See, what, to what reason? I don't know why. That's funny that the filmmaker in you saw that, and all I saw was what the hell are they eating? And then he said something about, like, pickled earthworms. I was like, this is fucking nauseating. Because if you look at that whole, like, spread they had out, it was disgusting. I couldn't get over the damn footsteps. Yeah, I don't remember and, that part. Yeah, no, I, I Of course not. <laughs> yeah, and the, the strange dream sequences with that the painting and the plane. Man, that must have been a weird scene to shoot on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird for sure. I enjoyed it though, but yeah, I enjoyed it too. It's it's trippy, but it's entertaining. It didn't feel like it uh it overstayed its welcome. I I enjoyed the performances, and I kind of I liked the way it played out. I liked the you know the little you know surprise ending. I like the sawing off of the hand. That was a cool little yeah nifty little trick there. Yeah, you know yeah that was I, cool. And the insert the shot balloon. of the the severed hand that's still holding onto her. Popping off those seemed a little chintzy. <laughs> I thought that looked pretty silly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I was just happy to see some gore by that point, I think. <laughs> but maybe you're probably right about that. Uh, the worm looked okay. Yeah, I think I think they give you enough in terms of story and effects and and, and uh, development, but it's the comedy that that held it together for me. And uh, yeah, was that just a tag on ending? Like, did did we see a, a scene of him dropping off what he thought was antidote and or? I know he took something and it ended up being just uh, what arthritis was it? medication. Ar arthritis <laughs> medication, yeah, <laughs> which was pretty funny. And he realizes that the antidote is there and it's too late and whatnot. But was there a setup to that scene? Uh, I don't he, remember you know, that. He, do, he does mention that uh, he had gotten this, that he had gotten the serum, that he had developed the serum in time and gotten it. Okay, for a movie with, with, with for a movie that has so much dialogue, I I, I can't I. Don't know any of the answers. I was hoping you guys had those. Don't look to me for answers. No, it's, I, it's I, I there. It's there because he, yeah. he even references it when he wakes up that, you know, it took forever for him to wake up because, you know, he's paralyzed on the ground and he's waiting for the serum to work. And he explains it to James later on when they're sitting outside right at the end. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. I wish I could get into it because it's not I'm not saying it's not particularly well made or. The performances aren't good or anything like that, you know? And the dream sequences or whatever you want to call them are, are cool, some trippy stuff. It was just, I don't know, it just never, from the first five minutes, it didn't grab a hold of me. And it just, I came in and out for a little bit, but it just, I guess, I guess it's just not my cup of tea, is all I can say. But Are you saying cup of tea because it's British? Would you be saying cup of coffee if this was an American film? Absolutely. Yes, it, it is cup of tea. Did you put the kettle on? <laughs> Didn't they say that in this movie? <laughs> I think it was this movie. Uh, was there another British movie? I don't know. Either way. <laughs> I like, I the, mo I like the mongoose scene. The mongoose? Yeah, when they let the mongoose go. Oh, yeah. And then uh, she's hiding behind the bed and she just chucks the dead mongoose out. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I was pleasant. For a first time view, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't think I'm as high on it as, as you guys might think I might be, but... Uh, for a film that I avoided all my life, probably just looked like it was just going to be an utter bore. It was actually rather entertaining. This was definitely my favorite. I, I guess I've watched this three times. First time, bored stiff as a teen. Then I, I, I think I revisited it to because I remembered the the scene with the boy quite vividly, and I don't recall what I thought of it the second time. So this time I went in not really looking forward to it, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but. I'm not, yeah, I'm not blowing it like a lot of people are. Do people blow it? It seems, I don't know if it's because we mentioned we were doing it, but all of a sudden I, I saw some people talking about it on our page. Uh, people seem to really like this movie. I like the look of it. I love, you know, the temple house. I love the, uh, that cavern, the Stone Ridge Cavern, Stone Ridge Cavern, whatever it's called. I like the way it plays in at the end that the, you know, James figures out that the snake was living, like, in between, like, the crevices and the cavern and was able to come up through the house and that's how it was all connected with where they found the watch of the father and all that and it was i don't know it was i think it was pretty well made and and well executed it's a good director you know yeah. it's, it's weird that this is a bram stoker's story yeah. as well you know let me ask you hugh grant um is he does he always speak British or when he does American movies, does he have an accent? Like he, always ha he always has the accent. Okay, because I don't know if I've ever seen it. I know of him, of course. Actually, yeah. I remember him getting busted 
for messing around with. I think it was the prostitute that was yeah. the guy. That's what I. That's what I remember hearing of him. And then I remember before that he was dating what's her name? Um, that beautiful woman, um, Elizabeth Hurley. Yes. And um, that that's what happened. So I knew that he made a, a big name for himself, but I do I don't know for sure. If I've ever seen any of his movies, he's done a lot of. It, most of his movies are romance comedies, but he yeah. still, but he still has this, this like, um, dry wit to him that's that's very funny, and it was present even here. And over the last thirty years, he's done you know dozens of movies that you know he's kind of like the same in them. And if you like it, then you'll like him in other films. Right on. I think I think was cool. good. I think was good. I want to see that antagonist in another movie. I, I wish she did more of this, because she was really good in this role. I the only, the, in a movie the, only a, the only other place I remembered her from the minute I saw her is uh, Liar Liar. Oh, really? Yeah. She was in that movie. She, she's the one that Jim Carrey sleeps with. He says he's had better. Well, yeah. speak, speaking of no, having but, better. But it was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to see how low you are. It's just some. Uh... You know me. I'm not gonna be too low because. It was well made enough, and I'm I'm not criticizing anything about it except that, you know, I, I couldn't be into it. So, I, I I would never unfairly say anything like that. This movie, for me, I just it's a five and a half. Okay, that's not terrible. Oh, well. I'm I'm at a seven. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually at a seven also. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love when this well, happens. happens all to the me, time. that's a good movie. <laughs> I think. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a sol- it's a solid seven. <laughs> solid seven, it is. Solid seven. So that All is right. that. What do you got next uh, on on the lineup here, B? All right, next one I got a second time watch for me, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this one, and that is Evil Dead Trap. Oh, a TV station sweet. employee takes a camera crew out to an abandoned factory to investigate a purported snuff film that was made there only to end up running for her life when a small fetus-like creature murders her crew. That's a fucking spoiler. Sorry. And, and, it's, <laughs> and it's only for a minute of the film. All right? Yeah. Like... Sorry about and, and the it's really, time. it's really not... Well, I mean, I don't even know what it is because I love two-thirds of this movie in the, in the last third or three-quarters of the movie and I last, the last quarter I, I hate. To me, it makes... What? I hate I, the I ending. love the whole film. I love I the climax the more than the other stuff. Wow. No, I love <laughs> the whole setup. Dude, that ending is so Japanese, though. Oh. That's such a perfect, like, that's, yeah. oh, my God. And, and the rest of the movie so Italian. Shitty. Oh, my God, the soundtrack. It's Are you very, kidding me? It's freaking Day of the Dead, 100%. Dude, Dude phenomenal. Oh, it's great. And everything about it is Italian. This, yeah. to me, is like a, is like the Japanese trying to make an Italian horror movie. It's yeah, weird. I, that's, I have Italian written all over my notes. Which is why like, I like the first three quarters of it. Mm-hmm. I love no, the, you everything you said. To go full the music. The if I, yeah, I did not, eyes wide shut. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe. I thought I saw this. Turns out that I saw Evil Dead Trap Two because we went. There was a, a screening of it in Toronto. For whatever reason, I thought it was this one, but I was wrong because I do not recall that ending at all. Wow, I remember the ending. This is my third time seeing it. Saw it a long time ago and enjoyed it. I have the DVD, actually, but then I lost it. So I, I, I couldn't find it for this time. But the last time I did watch the DVD was, once again, for ABC's The Hidden Horror. And I brought this to the table for my e-movie. So I, it just goes to show you that I considered it a hidden gem. Your you know e-true I mean? Hollywood movie? Yes, indeed. E-true Hollywood movie about 
I actually I couldn't tell you that the Ryu, what's her name? Riyai? I don't know. Ray? Ray? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call her, Ray. Okay, Ray. <laughs> Riyai, Ryu. That's like the time when I was like Naguian, Naguian, and Bill Castanelli's like, it's it's win. <laughs> Bro! <laughs> yes, it is. Although it's not always pronounced win, I've learned, because I've seen that spelling other times, and they've actually pronounced it like Naguian or whatever. But but it is win what? a lot of times. Is, yeah, is, I've seen it pronounced differently. Nagayan? You heard someone pronounce it that? Maybe not Nagayan, but like Neguin or something like not win. <laughs> Neguin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. But anyway, it's like that guy in that movie. Um, uh, my name is Mr. Pfeiffer. <laughs> the, the the P is not silent. You know. <laughs> what was that from? <laughs> I have no idea, but that's funny. It's from something. Anyway, sorry, we got derailed. Um, yeah, Evil Dead I, Trap. I remember this the first time. I remember not loving the ending because I remember it going batshit. But this time watching it, even though it does go batshit, and I remembered that, it was very easy to follow. And I do love the setup, too. I do. I can see why Christian would get upset with the, with the third act because it sets up... You know, very dark and almost like this is this is a slasher film. You know, a, a straight up slasher, not to go all supernatural or sisters like. You know, get all crazy and stuff like that. But uh, but man, they start out great by showing you that snuff film. Oh, everything! Ooh. It's creepy. That the settings is creepy. The kills are gory and and every, and it's all great. And then I feel like they just sucker punch you at the end. And for me, it wasn't a good sucker punch. Yeah, but that slit island, that's... that's oh, in that film, that was gross. That's a, 10 out of 10, that's a 10 out of 10 slit island. Yeah, the location's really good. I love how when they go there, like, you immediately see the, the dog is with that guy. The brother's name. I know Hideki turns out to be the little brother, the main, the other guy. The big brother. <laughs> big brother. I can't remember the names, of I don't course. think they ever say his name. Maybe not. But yeah, man, the kills are the highlight for me. I mean, the eye torture in the beginning, that impaling scene. Oh, that which, impaling scene was really cool. Dude, it looked, it, it really did look real to me. They could have been used as a snuff film. Dude, that I was great. Coming, coming from three different directions like that? Oh, I'm, I'm just saying, couldn't wait for her to say, it's those damn enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like David's death, but way better. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, David, yeah David, man. David. Yeah. Damon. Yeah, I know. Diamond. <laughs> they call me Diamond. <laughs> it's a British demon. I'm the Diamond. So anyway. The only I thing I wanted to know was a little confusing is, you know, all this killing's going on. Why did he have that one prisoner, that one guy, like, bound up that he lets loose who attacks the uh, the girl in the van? Which then becomes another great kill when she's, like, um, strangled and then pulled up over the car. Fantastic. Great, great kill. All the kills are good. Yeah. Oh no, the kills are kills are a standout. The the soundtrack's a standout. I like the characters. Enough character development to to get behind these characters and uh, very haunting. You know, lead uh, protagonist here. Because I mean, you re you immediately suspect that there's something up with this guy. I mean, you know there's something. You know he's involved somehow. Yeah. Wait, but that's but you I, would never yeah. guess what the fuck it was. But that's what makes it great. <laughs> That's yeah. what makes it so great well, at the end. It's, yeah, it's like, great. I don't know. I, I like it. I can see where you might want something different, but like, unless you could tell me like what you wanted, I'm I'm okay with this. Right. It's like I always say, if I, if I can write something better, then I can, can criticize it. But 
Do you, where would you have gone with it, see? Do you think you could have come up with a I don't know. A okay, way I, need to to know the I need to know the explanation. I have no clue what went on there. There's like a, a demon brother inside of him that wanted him to kill. Like, I have no, I, I don't even know what happened. You said it's straightforward. I don't know what happened. I never said it was straightforward. No, no, no. I have no me. clue what the ending means. Uh, this, this, what do you mean? This manifestation it's Hideki's, of... His, Hideki's his conjoined uh, twin brother. But he barrels his way out of him. Yeah. He's breaking free from his brother. Stupid. And taking control. It's kind of silly, but it's 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 Japanese. That's it's just what they 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 went with. Well, that's what they do in their movies sometimes. You know, they just they just go batshit. Look at a, you know, watch audition. What goes on in the third act there? You know what I mean? Look, it's supernatural. He's got telekinetic powers. I mean, he's shooting those arrows all over the place. Hideki. So you know, there's something oh, yeah. supernatural here. So you got that and that yep. that that. That old switcheroony kill with the uh, tripwire when she busts through the door and then the slicing in half. Oh, oh my God. It's like a jigsaw kill almost. Dude, yeah, very saw-like. Yeah. Very saw-like. Yeah, Supernatural like, saw. Supernatural Japanese saw here. Right, with a and slasher Italian uh, vibe to it. <laughs> I don't see how people can't like this movie. It literally has everything. Oh, let's, not not really. let's not go crazy. It has a lot. It has a lot. Oh, I'm not over God. the top on it, yeah. but... The second act actually is my problem. The movie is an hour and a half long, and it seems like it's a two-hour movie. And a lot of it has to do, I think, with the second act and, and the walking around and when she's with that guy for all those scenes. I don't know. I mean, granted, it's only an hour and a half movie, so how much what I caught, I don't know. But for me, the setup was great. The climax was was a hoot. And uh, the middle was good. Just, I don't know. Uh, it got a little dull a few times for me as well. But I still like the movie. I, I thought it was great. I'm, I think I'm pretty high on this, actually. It's one of those movies that I, I used to be higher on it. I kind of come down a little bit each time. But not not down far or anything. I just, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. It kind of blew me away. And I don't know. It just happens with me sometimes. Sometimes I just like a, a film a little less each time I watch it. See, to me, this is like a like a sister's, but more entertaining. Oh, I still I haven't seen it. Man. Oh. Like, a, like, you know, the, the rep repressed conjoined twin just sort of overtakes his brother at the end, breaks three of them. And I well, I guess how... I don't have to watch Sisters now. No, 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 no. You, you can definitely watch it. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah, not identical. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole, the, the stabbing in the eye and, you know, then he, you know, he's all burnt up and he jumps out the window and he falls to pieces. Just great effects and stuff. And I like the look of him, too. The mysterious, you know, with the, what is that, a hoodie's wearing or whatever the hell he's doing, walking around? Yeah, yeah. He's either walking around in a suit or he's walking around in, like, uh, what looks like a, like army, like like an army poncho with, like, yeah. something covering his face. And uh, and he's always shooting. He's like, oh, I just missed him. And you're like, what's going on here? I don't see anything. But he yeah. doesn't know what's going on either. True. I like the setup. I like how they get, you know, I don't want to say, I don't, suckered is probably the wrong word. But I mean, how they get lured there with the video, with the snuff videos, and then they go there and everything takes, I don't know. It's, I enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy it too, and I even like the ending. I like the fact that, you know, the setup that, you know, she's in the hospital and they say they never found anything that she describes in terms of this fetus-like creature. Not to mention the effects when the when, when he's born, when he's popping Oof. out. Of the, oh my God. Yeah. Mm. That's some nasty stuff. But, uh... 
and the very know. very end the very goes, i like that it's very it's, it's almost like a uh, uh, oh like a really like a how like a howling type ending there you go yeah, yeah. that's how howling I for the next movie oh get the so really, see, it really, it, the, the third act really brought it down that far, huh? Once, once it went to that, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching here? I did not like any of it. Any of wow. it. Wow. It like totally, now I know how some people must feel about high tension when it, when it does that switcheroonie at the end. And, 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 and if they're not on board and, and that's it, they're done. Uh, and I'm totally on board for that. This is what this movie felt. I just could not buy anything it was selling me. I've been saying it a lot lately. I was just like, I loved everything leading up to it. The music, the gore, the kills, uh, like everything was was good. And I guess it's funny because it's trying to do something different, but that's where I thought it sucked. <laughs> I don't understand. How, how can you not like the fetus-like conjoined twin who's evil, who has telekinetic powers, and the good brother, and their fight for control of the body or the mind? Yeah. I, I just I thought it was... I don't know. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. You know what? See, maybe you should start watching movies. You should watch the last 20 minutes first. And then <laughs> then, then, <laughs> then watch the first two acts. Maybe you'll enjoy the movie. I have a, a tough time more. rating this because I really enjoyed it. Like if I just said, yeah, it's that last quarter. Do I just take off two and a half points for it? Because That's a big I, I quarter, like though. That's a big quarter. That's, uh, I mean. You're right. So I'll take off more. Some... <laughs> you should. You really should. If you don't hey. like that last quarter, then why... Why rated high? It really ruined the experience for him. Yeah, so, it did. I mean, it happened. I mean, how good do you... You haven't really said a lot about the first two acts, except that you enjoyed them and that well, most I mean, of your you emphasis You guys have summed been... it up. The kills are good. The music's good. I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. We, we like we get introduced. I, I like the setup. I love the fact that she's doing the show and they, they get the snuff tape. You guys have, have, have sort of talked about the stuff, so I didn't want to just sort of be repetitious, but... Uh, and once it gets there, it's all great stuff. Like there's some atmosphere, there's there's tension, and they they really do use that soundtrack over and over again. But like like we we're talking about, like those good Italian movies that it, it kind of seems to be emulating, it, that's what they did as well. So when that soundtrack yeah, kicked it, in, it, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was intriguing, even though a lot of it, you know, early on is them just investigating and walking around. But like you said, you kind of like the characters. That Condu guy, the one guy in the group. I don't know why I wrote this, but I guess, oh, I know why, because he was doing all those pranks and, and uh, scaring everyone. I wrote he was the Shelly of the group. <laughs> Asian Shelly, huh? Asian Shelly. Nice. Sh- Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you yeah, you're fly, right. You want fly Shelly? <laughs> right, oh. yeah, you wouldn't say Sherry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Sherry was the Shelly. <laughs> Maybe his name is Sherry. I don't know. I can't remember the names. Usually I do, even with movies like this. Actually, I'm more prone to remember a name from movies like this than I am regular movies because they stand out. You know what I mean? This uh, this one wasn't hard because it didn't have too many characters. So this one was a little bit easier to follow. I just can't remember the name of, of the brother. I remember the, the fetus being Hideki, but, you know. <laughs> Hideki, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Well. I was, I was, I was enjoying it. For a batshit crazy movie where it goes, I found it very straightforward. It's follow. underseen. It's underseen, and it need it needs a proper release. Is is what's going on here? Yeah, I don't think it just. Has... I think it has a DVD by Synapse, but not a. I don't think it has a Blu-ray. Oh, it does have. I think the DVD is uh, out of print. It might be, but it was released by Synapse. I'm not sure if it was. I think it was just a DVD though. 
But it it does need a you know even if Synapse still owns the rights, they should they should they should reissue this on Blu-ray if it's if I'm not mistaken and it's not on Blu-ray. Yeah. I, I would actually buy this. I really enjoyed it. Well, what would yeah, you give, there is you a give it? I, I want to know what he gave it now because all right, eight out of ten, solid eight out of ten. I really enjoyed it. Eight out of ten, huh? Not bad. Um, I give it a seven out of ten. It's funny because last time I watched it, I would have given it an eight. That's the way I felt. This time I, I came down to a seven. I drifted in the second act. Don't know why. Sounds like Could... you were sleeping through most of the movies so far. Well, it's uh, it's tough to get everything in in, in a week uh, these days, and it, you know what I mean. It's yeah. which is again, which is one of the reasons we're, we're we're cutting back a little bit on some of the Patreon choices, and we're not going to commit ourselves to too many movies per show anymore. We just we just don't have it in us right now, especially me. But. I don't Plus, know. you know the, the the smaller shows, and we've I, we've talked about this before. But I always felt yeah. like with the two three movie shows, we get much more in depth with the movies. And I always my favorite part of any show, whether it's listening to it or recording it with you guys, is always the ones where we have more time to bullshit, maybe do yes. lists, do stuff like that. Reviewing yes. movies is fun, but you know, for four hours straight, it's like. Like right. Sometimes I don't want to just rate movies all the whole time. I just want to yeah. bullshit talk. <laughs> That's why we got to go off the rails like we do here and there. Yeah. Talking about yeah. freaking Pfeiffer and stupid shit. <laughs> I, I want to know what movie that is. <laughs> I don't know. I said, hey, I think the guy said, I'm going to punch you in your puff face. He told him. <laughs> it might have been like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, is it um, Seinfeld? Guys, this is the movie that said, you just broke my glasses. Oh, yeah. We oh, did. shit. <laughs> Nice. So that should jump it up a point right there for everybody. He deserved it, though. It would have been funny if she body slammed him first. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said you broke my glasses and I fucking lost it. As soon as I... Yeah, you texted us right away. You're yeah. like, he just said I broke, broke my glasses. <laughs> oh, so that's mature. The well, I guys, I honestly, after seeing all this, I I was at a I, I was at a seven, but I'm going to give it a six point five because I really do oh, like the first like. First bit. It was just that ending. I'm like, what the fuck did they do here? I've been yeah. six point five. Yeah, I'm wrong. Six point five. The DVD can be purchased. It's twenty dollars for the DVD. It's um, it is Synapse, and you can get it on Amazon. So it is out there, but it needs a blue. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it needs this this because it, it'll happen one day, like everything else, which is one of the great things about physical media. But that's another story. Okay. Physical media. All right. Let's get on to movie number three, directed by William Wesley, also written by him. Actually, the story was written by him, and this is Scarecrows. Aha. Criminals hijack a plane, excuse me, hijack a plane and force the pilot and his daughter to fly them to Mexico. However, an unexpected landing finds them in a cemetery inhabited by killer scarecrows. Okay, this is the opposite effect that Evil Dead Trap has had on me, where I've seen this movie three times, maybe four if you count the 80s, but I don't remember. So many of the movies that came out at this time period are in the 80s in general. I watched so many that I know I watched them, but I don't have recollection because I didn't watch them again until like the 2000s. So, but I'm sure I watched this when it first dropped, just don't remember the experience. But what I was trying to say was the opposite effect. Every time I watch this movie, I like it more. Wow complete opposite effect for me and, really and i'm with you dave funny enough but i'm not again not over the moon but i liked every it a little bit I, more each more each time i own this film and every time i watch it it goes down for me because it's, it's just it's just a tremendously missed opportunity because the highlight of the movie is just the 
the straightforward eeriness of these scarecrows, and they're just not yeah. utilized enough. And you just—it's just too much dialogue, shitty dialogue. They sure they—they they do cutaway shots of them every two seconds in this movie. Yeah, but it's that same <laughs> one shot. It's that shown the shot shown over and over. The guy breathing. Yeah. The, yeah, the one scarecrow that looks <laughs> yeah. like he's breathing. They yeah. use it over and over. It's like, they are you do. Kidding me? Well, I'll this give movie you that. has a super low budget, and I—I admit, I think I only saw the R-rated version. I don't know if that was the only one available at the time, but I remember that it took out a lot of the stuff that I read about in Gore Zone or whatever it was, and I was looking forward to seeing it. So I remember thinking it was okay. But there's so much walkie-talkie dialogue going oh through the God. headsets at the beginning that you're just kind of like, is this how the movie is? Did they just ADR this whole fucking film? But how about Bert? <laughs> how about Bert's internal monologue when he screws them at the beginning? He jumps out of the plane, and all of a sudden, it's just an internal monologue. It's like for like 20 minutes, but him they make, walking they around. Did, they did make it work. It could have been trimmed a little bit at the beginning. Uh, they they were a little they, ambitious with the plane. They set it up quickly, though. They did set it up quickly. Yeah. But why didn't that grenade explode? <laughs> like, the movie should have been over in four minutes. Like, well, it did just really away shoddily the in the special effects sequence of when they threw it out the window. <laughs> 20 minutes later. After... <laughs> they played hot potato with it. They won. <laughs> right, sometimes it happens. But, I, never... but the thing is, I like, the, I like the, the fact that the Scarecrows, they get involved in the freaking... In, in in what's going on with with, with the walkie talkies and all that stuff, and they uh, they imitate other people. That's, That's cool. cool stuff. That yeah. is cool. I can give that credit right there. But man, I just I don't know what it is. These characters, it's just there's a lot of cringe, and there's just so much time with them. Although it's I do so like funny because this is God no budget. To Bert, your birthday's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much. This is so low budget that I find that it works. In its favor, it becomes sort of its charm. I'm not saying it's perfect, but they really try to deliver here. Like, you get some good gory bits, which were not in that R-rated version. Oh, yeah. Like, when the stuff, right. stuff with money, and then the when they oh. cut off the head, and like their, or the neck, and they're trying to cut through the body to get the money. The dad uh, up on the, on the scarecrow, the cross, like, all barbed wired in. There's some good gory bits. I, I'm Ready with bits. you, and if this movie, good, good bits. If this movie was made now, with this with the, with a low you know budget, it wouldn't be anywhere near as good. And also, if this movie was made now and it was just this very movie, it came out the same way, people would be blowing it. I could see this movie just dropping on anywhere, and people would be like, "Man, if it came out of nowhere or something, I think people would really be into this movie." No, it's got an over four hundred thousand dollar budget, four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars listed. Like, I don't know. <laughs> They weren't paying these actors a lot because these were not the best of actors. But I felt like some of the kills were really cool and some of the gore was really good. I love Bert being all stuffed up with the money that was really like unsettling yeah. and creepy, and some of the stuff towards the end. But like, even you spend so much time with Roxanne, who's our main like villain female mercenary. You know, um, it's almost like one of the leaders. When she gets killed, it's very underwhelming, and they I don't know why they do this. They they show a um a close-up of two dice. And yes. then they show the blood dripping on the dice, which makes it even less impressive than it already was because there's, like, two drops of blood that land perfectly on the die and how small are die to begin with. So, like, shouldn't there, shouldn't there just been a bucket of blood that just drowned these dice? Wouldn't that have been cooler? <laughs> well, that's a callback to earlier, though. Yeah. When yeah, she yeah. sees the, the the dice landed that way and she, and she remarks about it. This time, 
it was you know remarkable that the blood landed on on the, on the same die as number you know snake eyes yeah. so i think that was just a clever little thing which you know in another movie they wouldn't have even given two shits about that but the bag just... of guts was cool i'll oh. give it that the bag of guts in the tree when he cuts that Ooh. oh yeah <laughs> didn't oh. they didn't they one guy remind you of uh joe uh joe from day of the dead he always seems like he was screaming his lines <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the guy who thought they were dead already? <laughs> Choke on them! Yeah, Choke the, guy, the guy yeah. who at the end has the yeah. crazy theory that maybe we didn't make it out of the yeah, plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which that, is, that lunatic. the one thing I could say about this is maybe some people will argue because it's so one note, you're going to expect the big, okay, what's this explanation going to be? Why is this happening? And I love it for not even trying to explain it. I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. Yeah, but don't introduce the name the Fowlers and, and talk about the three brothers and show this graveyard and all that. The mythology of the Scarecrows and the brothers would have been more interesting than these one-note mercenary characters who just ripped off a, you know, military base and are trying to get to Mexico. That would have well, been okay in the sequel. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. Maybe I would have liked a sequel with better actors and more Scarecrows. But I'll, I'll admit the Scarecrows pick up in the end, but I just I, every time I saw them, I'm like, man, I just want... What scarecrows? Stop talking. Let the scarecrows just do their thing. It's weird. <laughs> wow. It's, it, it's so odd because I have trouble with dialogue in a couple movies we've already discussed so far. And for some reason, I was into the dialogue this time of this movie. And I don't know. It's just funny the way that works sometimes. I was okay with it. I was I didn't. I, I was into the, the whole idea of what's going on here with the robbery and everything else. And I don't know. That worked for me this time around. And I don't know. I quite enjoyed it. It's a very eerie film. It's the atmosphere is is really good, man. Yeah. I don't know. Totally agree. I like when they shoot Bert. I like when they shoot Bert. <laughs> I think it was not intentionally meant to be funny, but it's absolutely hilarious. They literally unload like 400 bullets into him yeah, before they, they decapitate him. Yeah. It was uh, cool when he showed back up. When he yeah. disappeared, then he showed up and everything else, and now they kicked his ass for so long and... You know, how about when the guy says, he goes, I think the, I think we're being, I think it's something about something's being possessed by demonic demons. He says, possessed by demonic demons. <laughs> what the, I think you're trying to be funny, but I mean, just a, and the POV shots. We got POV shots from Scarecrows. That's cool, man. No, good, there's good stuff. Did you read the bit of trivia that actor Ted Vernon hated the director? Uh, Vernon felt that uh, Wesley was wasting money for the budget when the film was half done. Wesley said to him that he needed more money. Uh, Ted replied no. He had given him 300000 for the film, and that was enough. Uh, Wesley found the rest of the budget from the father of his girlfriend and co-producer, Cami uh, Winnikoff. When the film was almost done, Wilson said to Vernon that he would give executive producer credit to his girlfriend's father. Ted became furious and grabbed Wesley's neck and yelled, I'm the executive producer. You credit me or I'll kill you. And he played the bald mercenary guy. He was really? the best. He was the best character, Corbin. Yeah, <laughs> he was my favorite character. Yeah, supposedly that happened. Good. Yeah, supposedly it's the trivia. Uh, I'm Corbin, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, the girl in this movie, the girl who played the daughter, you know that she is is in, is like worth a lot of money now. What the hell is her name? Victoria Christian. Something about Clive Christian perfumes. That's like her father. And like, I guess she's worth all kinds of money because it's like some royal perfume or something like oh, that. Wow. 
yeah, Prince Williams involved with it or something. I don't know, but I didn't yeah, think it was, I didn't think it was her performance that was gonna make her <laughs> leave her alone. What's wrong with her performance? You thought she was bad? Nah, she's fine. She's better than most. She's better than these other guys running around. Just didn't have enough conjoined twins bearing the way out of characters for his liking. Oh come on, start bagging <laughs> some crow some crow turds. Change her <laughs> diaper. Like it's just ah, oh, come man, on, it's just. I don't, this cringe. The uh, the photo credits are great. The crows and the yeah. small crows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to roll my eyes at first. I thought, I thought they were going to be called the crows, and the other ones were just going to be called the scares. I, I would have been asked. But, <laughs> but it said crows and scarecrows. <laughs> and great ending, too, man. A couple fake outs and, you know, some good stuff. I enjoyed it. A lot of people like this movie. It's grown on me. Like I said, I it, it definitely... I enjoyed it a lot more than this watch. And again, not super high, but an atmospheric, nice little movie. The atmosphere is great, but don't yeah. I feel like there's so much missed opportunity. The scarecrows look so great, and they really, like, not until, like, the, the final 20 minutes do I feel like they're utilized enough. Killing me. What do you want to do? jump off and say, if I only had a brain? They were so <laughs> creepy. They were so <laughs> creepy, man. <laughs> Look, you really don't even see them that much moving. You see them very little moving. You see the one really pop out. But uh, otherwise, it's just really like a suggestion, almost like your eyes are playing tricks on you. Even with that one shot they used over and over, which was really good with just the breathing. Well, that's great. That, that, yeah, that, I like I that. that. Yeah. I like that. I'm saying, but, you know, focus more on the scarecrows. They they had uh, they had more development from the characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Out of control. <laughs> And the poor dog. Now they got to kill the dog because it's got a taste for human flesh at the end. That would have been cool if when Daxie eats uh, eats the flesh at the end, just some straw starts to grow out of his head. I'd be cool with it. And he turns yeah. into a scare dog. I thought, yeah. I thought it got a little. Uh, I, I not not to just totally ignore what you just said, Brandon, but <laughs> straw dogs. Yeah, straw dogs. There you go. Straw. <laughs> That's better than scare dogs. <laughs> uh, they got a little ambitious there with the plain fight finale i think i guess they wanted to amp the up the ante for the final like the climax but i think they could have easily just had it the plane didn't have to take off yeah but she has to be distracted by the plane because she's trying to fly it yeah and they got to bring daddy back because yeah. they leave him in that plane the whole movie and you see him for a few minutes outside at the end you know the big showdown with corbin who's mm. now Ke- who's now kelly's new daddy which is actually my favorite part because like kind of sad because i liked corbin i wanted him to make it he was just like genuinely a good guy even though they just got done killing a you know half a dozen military police <laughs> it's such a weird little movie it's not a bad movie i just i don't know the look of it the look of the scarecrows just makes me expect better all right that, what okay what scarecrow movie do you like more straw dogs oh is it a scarecrow movie no no oh, i never saw it i heard people reference it many times i prefer like dark knight of the scarecrow I like Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Oh, there was one. Um, what was it? There was one a couple of years ago, which was really good. Was it? Uh, oh, Husk. The one where they make the masks and then the, the scarecrows move really fast. I don't know. I've never seen Husk, but I know some people are high well, there's on a, there's it. There's one that I watched a couple. It uh, might be uh, last year or two years ago called Scarecrows. I thought it may have been a remake, and it, the first half of it was absolutely great. It's almost like they ran out of money, and then it just became kind of run of the mill and kind of shoddy in the second half. But uh, had so much potential. That was just Scarecrows, 2017. It is Husk. You're right, Dave. Oh, it is Husk. Cool. Husk, I gotta... Husk happens to be a really 
good film. I gotta get to it one of these Although days. This, this it's streaming. Looks like Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> How about Scarecrow Slayer? Have you ever seen that one? Buffy the Scarecrow Slayer? <laughs> no. Scarecrow Slayer? Um, well, don't. It's terrible. I haven't seen a lot of Scarecrow movies. 2003. It's a 2.4 out of 10 on the B. It's fucking terrible. I, I think at the time I was working, whatever, I don't know why I rented it, but something happened. I, mean, I think I rented it for a joke, hoping that it was going to be so bad it's good, and it wasn't even that. How about that? Scarecrow. Oh, forget it. I'm going off on a tangent. Anyway. Are there any, like, besides Scarecrows and Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, I don't know of any other, like, really older Scarecrow films. Oh, dude, there's a whole freaking thing. I think there's, like, a bunch of Scarecrow 666 and something else, and I think there's a whole, what do you call it? Um, Like a a franchise. Yeah, no, a franchise of Scarecrows called Scarecrow something. I bet Jim Jim K is going to watch all of them. He might not, but Jim from <laughs> Toronto might. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, uh, what's the verdict then? Five out of ten. Whoa! Just a, a, just a, all right, maybe five and a half. Five and a half, but because I do like some of the things in here, but just a missed opportunity. I, I just see it playing out differently, just more gore in certain areas, just better better story development, and I could see this being like a eight out of ten, but nope, missed the mark. Eight out of ten. That's mine. There you go. Thank you. Wow. Good segue. Yep. What about you, C? Uh, I'm a nice, boring seven out of ten. You are. You are a nice, boring seven. <laughs> seven, huh? Another seven. Yeah. Okay. Is there going to be a movie we all agree on? That's yeah, we really was. haven't agreed. Okay, let's yeah. get uh, this next one out of the way. From 1988, directed by Mark Gold. Goldblatt. <laughs> Gold Dead Heat. Dead heat. Dead heat. A cop and his undead partner must chase down the diabolical villain who killed him. Again, the only other first-time watch for me. This and Lair of the White Worm. That's holy shit. For two movies I intentionally avoided, I I, I had a very weird experience watching this. Like, at the end of the film, I was like, this was fun, but it's really a bad movie. It's a dumb movie. This is a guilty pleasure movie, in my opinion. I've seen this movie more times than I want to admit. I've probably seen this movie 10 to 15 wow. times. Really? Because when I wow. first started clicking Fangoria, it was in the first, like, if it wasn't in the first issue, uh, that was the Fright Night 2 one. I think it was the issue before or after, but I, I got it and I read up about it. I was really looking forward to it. And it, I, if it came to theater, it came and went. And I saw it on video. And the video box is not the one that's going to be on our... Um, or in our, our poster art for the episode, but it looks like a bad cop movie. It's like they're holding guns, looking at the camera, and there's like an exploding uh, ambulance behind them, and it says Dead Heat. I'm like, wow, this is weird. And it was I didn't always... even know it was a horror I didn't even know it was a horror movie. Well, that was it. It was always rented yeah. out, and I thought it was an action like, coming I'm like, well, this is that movie I read about in Fangoria, I'm pretty sure. Now, they tailored, they cut out a lot of what I heard that they wanted to do. There's still some good special effects, sloppy, but some good sequences of special effects in here. But they wanted to have a whole death day party at the end. Like at the uh, when they go into the white, it just fades to white. And then that's the end of the movie. Supposedly, there was supposed to be a death day party that was going to have a bunch of corpses and effects and whatever. I think would have been the icing on the cake. It's a bad movie. Joe Piscopo's lines are brutal. Joe Piscopo <laughs> is cringeworthy, man. Except but he's funny. He's funny in, in a funny way. Trent Williams has one of the best lines that's always stuck with me. I still love it to this day. Zombie duckheads. 
What yeah, but his brother Treat is much better in this film. What did I call him? <laughs> Trent. Trent, Treat. I was waiting I for fucking that. Fucking sorry. <laughs> can't stand you. No, tell us the line again, because that was, that was <laughs> Zombie duckheads, what a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie yeah, that, duckheads was fucking yeah. That whole sequence in the Chinese shop, I thought that's, is so ludicrous, but I love it. Yeah, it was funny. That What was that, like a giant pig that comes out without a head? It, it's like a, a, like a, a whole bo a bowl, I think, like a, like a cow. Oh, is it a bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah like I don't know. What, yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. It was a huge. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this movie here, I this is also a first time watch for me. What? Um, yeah. Well, again, I thought it was just gonna be comedy. I remember this though. See, this is the weird part. This was on the cover of Fangoria, and I remember seeing the makeup effects from it and yeah. the way some of these zombies look and whatnot. Yes, but it still had Joe Piscopo in it. So at the time, Joe Piscopo was at the height of his comedy career. I was like, I just wasn't interested in seeing it. That's all there is to it. It was better than I expected it to be. So there's that. You know. I don't know I, what I expected of this. I'm very, I like, I don't even know if my rating at the end is going to make sense because I'll talk about some of the good things I liked about it. I like the fact that I've never seen two detectives who could care less that 85 of their fellow police officers were just gunned down <laughs> in the most epic shootout at the beginning of the movie. And then they're just cracking jokes. Like, literally, they have, like, 90 police funerals to go to over the next few days. There's some bad editing yeah. in this movie. But it is dumb fun. The, the zombie effects, uh, some of them are good, some of them are lazy. But there's enough of them. Like, this is what it was at the time, again, that 15-year-old me... Loved it. It was it was silly. I actually really, I have to admit, I didn't even know who Joe Piscopo was. Because I don't think I watched Saturday Night Live at that point. So I had no clue wow. who Joe Piscopo was. Wow, no you sure. Know, I, I thought even some of the bad effects on on the zombies were okay. I mean, obviously, like, the Two-Faced Biker was awesome. But even, like, the ones that they're fighting outside the pool at, um, at the pharmaceutical girl's house, like... They're not bad looking. Like they're they're zombie enough, and it's almost comical in a way when they don't when they kind of look half human, half zombie versus all out like zombie mutants. I like this like I like Return of the Living Dead too. I know you guys don't like Return of the Living Dead too, but this is just like dumb fun for me. I got pop it on. You, you just it's you can have it in the background. You, if you're half paying attention to it, it's it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable time waster. Popcorn flick through and through, except. Yeah, some of Joe Piscopo's lines are, as we've said, cringe, 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 cringy. It was what I expected, though, from this movie. That's something that was expected of of eighties wisecracks from a freaking eighties comedian. That's just that's what I imagine. I don't know all those buddy cop movies from the eighties to be like, just people and, making weird, I don't know, jokes. And from the storyline perspective, I thought it was rather predictable. I hadn't seen it before, yet I knew there was something up with McNabb. Not only because you got Darren McGavin playing the character, but, you know, he's you could just tell, like, this guy's behind it somehow. And the way that plays out is pretty cool. I like how they how they get him at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. But it, it felt like a waste with Vincent Price's character. I but think like, Vincent uh, Price was at, at the end of his rope, and he was just kind of... Yeah, but it feels, it feels like they didn't know what to do with him. It feels like they almost hired him just to, like, throw him on screen, which well, maybe I, they I did. Probably I did, think yeah. they did. Like, a, a small but role. It's weird. Like, have him. They didn't even kill him at the end. He's also behind this, and they don't even kill him at the end. Like, what? what's the deal with that? Well, the whole place hmm. blows up. Yeah, well, yeah, but no. Sure. Doesn't he get out? Doesn't he get out? I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. I but, don't you know, from a comical sense, 
it has it, it's comedic throughout, but I thought they missed an opportunity with the girls, especially because the girls' deaths were you know rather like oh I don't want to say shocking, but kind of like oh. dark. It was amazing the reveal of freaking who was it? Her meltation and her arm no, snapping that, off. Rebecca Rebecca was the other one. That's um okay, Randy. Randy, yeah. Okay. Randy with her reveal and all that stuff, and when she starts to decompose, dude, that scene was probably the best scene in the movie, followed by the freaking food coming back to life, which was awesome. Yeah, I want to. Sh- oh, dude, that that freaking five ten minutes of the food coming back to life, I would just take that and show it to anybody. See, yeah. look at this. This is freaking great. I think it's on YouTube. <laughs> it is great, except every line Joe Piscopo says, "Oh, that's gross." Oh, I'm definitely a vegetarian. I, I, every fucking word that he there's he has no comic delivery. This is why I, I'm like this guy's a comedian. I felt like he, if maybe he just didn't want to. I honestly think he didn't want to be in on it because why the hell when they show his big bloated head in the fish tank when he comes back <laughs> he looks totally normal. It's almost like he said you're not putting one fucking dab of makeup on me. It's Beetlejuice. This is what happens when you die. And this is what happens when he dies. But like he comes back, not one, not really one drop of makeup, really. Yeah, he's just—he comes back as Joe Piscopo. He doesn't even come back with a wet shirt. He's dry. I mean, kill this man, will you? Kill this man, would you? I'm just saying, if you—you're talking about like a—was a, a, that for real with having a par- a party in the afterlife? Yeah, I remember. I'm, this is back in the day when I read about the paper plate and everything else, like the, like the. Uh, the plate in the head, like, you know, when I would read shit thoroughly. And in Fangoria <laughs> Gorezone, they talked, they had them, if it, this may have been the segment, it's not a horror movie or one of those ones. And they talked about some of the effects that were cut out of the movie. Either they didn't film them or they cut them out. One of the two. I, I, I don't I have that great of a memory that I can remember that part. And it was a death day party at the end. And that would have been cool if the girls were there, too. Well, I don't know why. Talk I about, felt- they talk about a death day party in the movie. Yeah, it felt like a shift in tone every time. And I agree with you, Dave. The uh, Randy's reveal and, you know, decomposition was, was frightening. But oh, but it, at yeah. the same time, it also just felt, like, sad and heartbreaking. Except when, they, when her head falls off and then her face yeah. melts away and she's still saying stuff. <laughs> oh, it was with, a little cheesy. No but I, yeah, I know. I'm like, how is she talking? I know. But it creepy still, still. Creepy, man, yeah. Yeah, man. It just—it was a shift in tone, though. You thought there was a shift in tone? You thought there was, well, in one way, it was a better darker, a, much darker. I want that in my horror. That's fine. That—that that makes it kind of. I don't of, mind I, that in a horror, but when you when you're set up for this for the first half hour of what we got, it's like this is straight up comedy horror. Right, I'm, but, but I'm glad they shifted that way because it's. No, but then at the guess. end, they're back to ridiculous, and even them walking into the afterlife is comical and funny and goofy, and uh, it just would have made more sense if they had like decomposing women and Joe Piscopo was cracking wise about finding better looking women in heaven or something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's a good one. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun, I can't rate this movie that high, but it's, it's a fun movie. I agree with you. You could throw this on over and over, but I don't know. Wow, now the, the makeup effect, the practicals are good. The two face guy, the first the guy, two face guy was awesome. I oh, love the decompression dude. chamber. And the yeah. That was cool. How about the guy's name is Mortis? <laughs> That's yeah. ridiculous. That, that, couldn't make, I, hate, I love when they do play on names, but that one was stupid. Mortis. Yeah, Mortis. Yeah. Right. So on the nose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there is something funny, though. 
in, in these movies where you always see the punch noises and then the guy throws a punch and they go, you hear that? You know, there was a one scene where one of them was punching a guy underwater. <laughs> I think it was there. He fell into a hot tub and he punched him underwater and you hear the punch noise. <laughs> well, and... who would be sitting there in ADR saying, okay, put the punch noise there. <laughs> well, they looked like they had a fun time making this. Way. I, Joe Piscopo punches, I think, that zombie's balls off because you see him doing some lower body work. And then he's like, the guy, the zombie looks down like, oh, and Joe's like, oh, his response. And I'm like, they obviously cut that out, but it looks like he punched the fucking balls off of them. Maybe he speed bagged them. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, listen, I, I can't believe that this line was said in a movie, but the, he says at the end that he wants to come back as the seat of a girl's bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that doesn't age well, huh? Fuck. <laughs> a, a, a woman's bike, maybe. A girl. I mean, you know. Shit. Ooh. It's like that song where the guy sings... Uh... And the guy sings about the girl he's in love with and how nobody approves of it. And the opening line is, uh, she's just 16 years old. She's just 16, 16 years old. Leave her alone. They, they say. say. <laughs> dude, dude. How, how much do you, you think this guy regrets if he's still alive? Why didn't I just say 18? <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's just... Two years from legal. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song too. <laughs> Me too. I pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's good. What about sweet little sixteen? You know all that stuff. What about she's only seventeen? Although that is legal in most states. Yeah, she's That's what I'm saying. Like uh, maybe that was what? Maybe they up the age. I forgot to sixteen in Vegas. Shoot, maybe that's I where know. the song was done. I forgot to say something in Scarecrow's really quick. All, there's a line in that movie, all this time you've been jerking us off with sandpaper. I don't know why that stuck oh, out, yeah. but I thought that was funny. And as a soundtrack, uh -huh. it was very reminiscent of older horror films. Like the Dracula and Frankenstein style. I don't know why. That's what I thought. And the last line was, how are we going to live in Mexico if we're dead? <laughs> Three notes that I totally What's forgot it? to mention from Scarecrow's. But this yeah, one it definitely Crow's, had. The, music, the, the, the score right. was creepy. I like the opening with those uh, those rustling wind noises and stuff. When Treat Williams gets excited about his plan to get out of that um, ambulance that he's been attached to, his reaction <laughs> when he's like when he's going down that hill, because <laughs> the speed that picks up and he's like, oh, my! like his face there, it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Oh, that's a great noise. I, I, we got to get that keyboard thing or whatever the hell it is so I can isolate Christian doing that and play it every so often. <laughs> oh! I expect him to do the Norma Bates every time. Norma Bates! Oh, amazing. It would have been funny if as the ambulance was rolling, Rebecca woke up and he's like, what? You're not dead? Because <laughs> if, if she wasn't dead then, if she was just drugged out, the ambulance freaking explodes, but that's funny when he comes out and he's like, I'm a detective, I'm going to need your firearm. <laughs> How about the way he looked? He looked so unnatural with the gun. Uh, Treat Williams, and he was running, and he was holding the gun like awkwardly. <laughs> he was running down a hallway. Did you guys notice that? Just didn't yeah. look right. I don't know. Well, they yeah, had no crazy shooting the security guards either. That These guys, like, they're the bad guys. <laughs> these security guards are just doing their job. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but they, they're Why security guards at a corrupt company, so they... they well, right. Yeah. 
I like the, the way they shoot the front, the front, yeah, the receptionist, they shoot him in the fucking head. <laughs> well, he shot first. He, he did shot shoot him. first, but it is funny. The callous disregard for human life in this moment yeah. is, Michael whether Bay intentional or not, hilarious. <laughs> this is a Michael Bay film before Michael Bay. Oh, there it's a timer. I just want to say oh. one, one last thing about, um, this was one of the movies that was on my, I've always wanted to see the uncut or unrated version. I, I kind of wish they had like a uncensored version of this because I've seen it so many times. Oh, man. Somebody get on it. That would be nice. Well, how high are you on this one? I'm curious. No, I'm not. See, that's it. I try to be realistic. I probably would have been like, you know, a seven and a half down way back when, but I'm 6.75. Oh, okay. I, I'm a seven. Seven out of ten. Five and a half out of ten. Oh, man. We and just I, can't seem to get it no, effects, effects are good, but I, I don't know. I, I need everything to balance out to make a really quality movie. And this one and Scarecrows, although I'll admit I'll rewatch both of them, they're just not good films to me. So I, I can't, I just can't go any higher. Hey, that's fair, buddy. It is what it is. Well, I know we're going to at least agree on one movie for, for sure, so... But I'm just surprised. For four movies, um, nothing's had all stellar or all bad ratings. Oh Which wait, is... can I ch- can I change my rating? Of course, there's no rules here. Okay, I'm I'm gonna bump it up to five point seven five Trent Williams out of ten Trent Williams. <laughs> <laughs> you can't change Trent the rating. Trent Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Williams. It sounds like a bad quarterback from the NFL, like a freaking third stringer. And Trent Williams, the third stringer for uh, the Buccaneers. And Trent know. Williams is so much better. <laughs> no, Treat's a terrible name, but at least it's. Oh, you know what's a crazy out. thing? You talk about how awkward he is in this, and it's it's noticeable. But he went on to do like the sequels to the Substitute uh, films, where he plays like a mercenary, he goes undercover, you know, and, and they're fun films. And he's much better at handling weapons than that. I bet you he did some actual weapons training for that. Well, I don't Hopefully. know if you saw this one, but it's perfect for the season. He's also in Trick or Treat Williams. <laughs> oh, perfect that, that's as that's as halloween as we're gonna get this month everybody halloween. <laughs> that's as halloween as this show is gonna get this month because this is all that's coming out well maybe another one i don't we don't even know but although that's what patreon is for we'll probably do a halloween thing on patreon but we'll leave it at that for now what's next so... asshole cheeks <laughs> all right Let's jump into 1988's Brain Damage, written and directed by Frank Hennelotter. One morning, a young man wakes to find that a small, disgusting creature has attached itself to the base of his brainstem. The creature gives him a euphoric state of happiness, but, this, but demands human victims in return. But? Aylmer. Aylmer. <laughs> you think he's disgusting? That's what IMDb thinks. I don't know. There's something cute about him <laughs> yeah there is he, i don't think he's disgusting i mean he's weird looking and he's, i mean it's it's gross shape. he is kind of yeah he's phallic and slug like and slimy so i can get why people would say disgusting but like i don't know once he starts talking or singing he's adorable oh, <laughs> oh his song is that great. voice that sing? voice that song everything is fantastic it's awesome oh isn't it though i remember the first time i heard it though. the first time i saw this movie way back in 88 when it first came out and you know and when he starts talking oh hello <laughs> <laughs> Wait, man. <laughs> oh, and that song. I wish I could remember the lyrics to it. You, but, uh, you know what? I was almost going to go back and uh, and write some of them down, but I didn't. But, man. And you have uh, 
Zachary doing the voice of Elmer. Yeah, great. And he does a great job. This is my this is my favorite uh Frank Hennenwater film. It's uh Me too. I've watched uh-huh. this again. I gra- I rented this. They only had the R-rated version. I remember again another one from Gore Zone. Thinking, "Oh my god, this this is going to be a gory film." And it was it had blood, it had gore, but it wasn't over the top. There was no unrated version for the longest time. So I had mm-hmm. the R-rated videotape and uh, VHS, and I wore that out. Oh, I used to it's watch a, it all the time. It's a fun movie. I think our conversation is going to kind of determine where I rate this. But uh, I like Hennelotter. I, I don't – I'm not as high on his films as other people are. I like his films. I'm not a particularly huge fan of Frankenhooker. It's between this and, and Basket Case, obviously, for my favorites. But, again, I just don't know how I am. I do love, you know, the opening title sequence, you know, the oh, blue it's lighting. Great. It's fantastic. Yeah. The score in the movie is fantastic. There's yep. a lot of really good things in there. The callbacks, the Basket Case. You got the yeah. the, the, uh, the black woman, uh, Tenet. Yep. You've got, uh, obviously, Dwayne yep. on, the, on the subway. It's great. He's got a whole sequence yep. of him walking down in like a New York, a very very similar to I think it's seen in Basket Case, where I think Dwayne's doing it. I, got the Ackermans. <laughs> the, you got Mar Mars yeah. and uh, Martha. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're great. The way the movie starts and how they're flipping <laughs> out. Oh my god! Look what we got for you. Where where he's oh, looking look. for him is hilarious. If you actually look. And what he's doing to try to find where he could be. It's absolutely A cereal hilarious. box? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like every, anywhere. <laughs> it was his fault, though. He was giving him cheap animal brains. Right. But, I mean, they were trying to do the right thing. Keep, they don't have to kill anybody, and they can still get their fix. Yes. So they, they, had the, they had the right idea. And what else no, they, they did. Do? They did. Yeah, what would you do? That, that's a good idea. They, they were trying to get top-of-the-line brains. They were just getting some stray cat. You know what I mean? They were getting like uh, something from the butcher shop. You know, the problem I, is, that's though, what like, I would do. Even if they, when they go through withdrawal, you that that seems great, but it's almost like they never recover from that. So they never get like come like get back to normal. Even at the end, there he looks like I, I think they have like a makeup effect on him that he's looking like pretty beat up still. And yeah, that's that's the whole uh, drug, uh, you know commentary of the film is you know the the law the law of diminishing returns with drugs you know you take it a few times you have this great euphoric effect and then you need more and more and to the point where nothing satisfies you and you're just completely run down and just a shell of your former self well see that that maybe maybe, maybe i'm getting a little deep no 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 but maybe that's what it was because he's actually said that there was no drug message to this movie which bullshit (laughs) it comes through one way or the other. His Whether... brain is literally fried at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a statement. Everyone knows you get high and then you and then you have withdrawal. And then, I mean, that doesn't and then mean... you have an exploding head. Right. Yeah. Boom. And, you know, maybe he loves drugs. I mean, someone that makes a movie like that, I wish I could take a drug that would cause that effect. That's like almost promoting certain things. You're like, when he goes to the freaking, what do you call it? The junkyard, and he sees all those cars, and he's like, and he's jumping around, and, he, and he's seeing all those colors. That's something that I wish I could experience. He looks I like get, he's having a I blast. get satisfaction every time I see the blue liquid hit the brain. Oh, it's dude. a very satisfying to seeing that little bit of liquid just dripping over the brain. I'm like, ah, and, and electricity. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. The, the funniest part I've always thought this was awkward is when he does that thing in the junkyard, and then they do that cutaway. 
to the security guard, hearing him, and then they cut back to him, and then they do come back to the security guard, and it's a pan up of his uniform, and he and it's like him, and he cocks, loads his gun, but it's so awkwardly <laughs> staged. You know what I'm talking about? It's such an odd <laughs> shot. <laughs> I've no, always I wondered it. It's always like a like a fish out of water. Like we're gonna pan up. Okay, we're coming up to your head now. Now cock your gun. And now you're ready for action. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Almost as bad as the is the shot in, in the junkyard in Nightmare Four when <laughs> when Ronnie's back. Ronnie's <laughs> back. And then it goes way, way, way high. And then it cuts instead of zooming back down, it cuts, and all of a sudden the, the very next shot is freaking Freddy face to face with him. Yeah. Which is awkward. Yeah. You know? Something about junkyards and horror movies, I don't know. Although it's street trash. There's just some good shots in a junkyard there. Oh, but. my God. Do you know I've never seen tree, Street Trash? What? Somebody put it on the Patreon. Oh. Holy cow. You've mentioned that on the show before, I'm shocked. That's about dialogue. Dialogue and gore. Yeah, that's one of yep. the few films, like, when I mentioned, like, people are like, oh, you've never seen Because there's a couple of films like that, like, big films. That's one of them. Well, I don't want to blow it up too much for you. And I haven't watched No, it no, much. but I, I need to see it. When I was a kid, it, it was free ass, you know? Had a lot of fun with that one. I don't I like, know. I like when Morris gives him the history of the Elmer. Well, yeah, well, the awe-inspiring, yeah. the awe-inspiring famous one. Uh huh. Oh, it's great. Elmer. You fucking named him Elmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's Not all Elmer. Elmer. <laughs> the awe-inspiring famous one. Oh, that's great, man. That whole history was awesome. And then he wound up in Berlin. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I always like I those... loved it. Yeah. The wife like screaming is unsettling. Oh, oh, she's freaking brutal. I mean, in a good way, though. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, like I had to keep lowering it because my wife was in the house and this woman, like, right off the beginning, she's screaming. And then later on, she's screaming. She was screaming like freaking a banshee. Screaming like banshee, you know? <laughs> I will say. There's a lot of great in this movie, but it's a fairly one-note movie. It doesn't necessarily elevate, it doesn't get to a climax necessarily, which is what they give it that big ending. A lot of people think it's a detriment to the film. I like it. I don't it. mind it. I, I feel like it's, you know what? That's why I, I, I draw back to the whole drug thing. It just feels like, you know, like a PSA, like a big, a big public service announcement at the end. You know, his head explodes and it's literally, he's gone as a result of his addiction to the uh did they ever say what the drug is no it's his juice they just call it they just calls it his juice <laughs> elmer's, elmer's juice. <laughs> <laughs> nice they should make a blue drink called elmer's juice that should be a if i was a bartender still i would m create my own blue drink and call it elmer's juice but at the end like i mean what what's next like you're, you're right his mind's totally gone and and he's he literally is um his head's become a searchlight. It's just a beaming halo of light, but he's still alive. His kills are great, though. When he kills the girl, he's pulling her brains out through her mouth. Oh, the blowjob kill. Yeah, you should remember that when it was R-rated, it was like cut to crap. You didn't really, you didn't really know what the hell was going on. Like, yeah, I was really conflicted watching that. I had a massive erection, yet I'm like, <laughs> you shouldn't have this. Like, what's going on? <laughs> they cut the hell out of that scene, and they cut the hell out of the scene when he ripped the brain out of his head. Yeah. When they, The first time I saw it, remember that scene? When they oh, did? Yeah. They just 
see his ear on the ground, and then he flashes, but you miss him pulling yeah. the brain out, which is the best part. Pulling the brain out, and then it cuts to his whole head, side of the head cr- cracking open, and just gallons of blood shooting out of it. Did you know yeah, Lamont? Dude. Did you know Lamont was in this? Lamont Sanford? Configuration? Yeah, the black guy <laughs> in the toilet that Elmer kills. The guy says, Lamont, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Lamont Sanford, probably. How about that uh, bodybuilder? That was a weird scene. Yeah. That was, yeah, um, that was awkward. And what was even more awkward is, I, again, I had a massive <laughs> <version. laughs> I knew that was <laughs> I'll tell you, how about when he says, um, when he eats the brain, and he says, how is it? He says, not bad. A bit underdone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elmer's very fun. Yeah, and the brain meatballs, when they freaking go out, to, when he goes out to dinner with his oh, girlfriend. Man. Oh, man. Dude, that's no, a better those, meatball. Those are nauseating. They're yeah, they are nauseating. <laughs> it works much better than it does in Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Oh, what real spicy you little meatball! meatball. <laughs> I love soul food. I love uh, that sequence. Uh, the, everything about the effects in this movie are great. It was a huge jump up. I found in from Basket Case. I mean, I well, yeah, years have passed. You know. Yeah, but I, but that like it's weird that he wasn't able to do another movie in between. Did he do Basket Case 2 in between no. this and that? Or Basket no? Case no? 2 and 3 came after this. Okay. Yeah. They came in like real quick too. They must have both come out. All three of those movies probably came out, well, four, including Basket Case, by 1990, 91, the latest, I'm thinking. Because like 2 and 3, I think, from memory, they came out like really quick within each other. Close to each other. I don't know. I could be within wrong. Within each other. Part 3 was within part 2. Yes, exactly. It was hidden. <laughs> Another part where uh, Brian is withdrawing and they're in that shithole tenement, like apartment. It's just disgusting. Uh, oh, yeah. When, <laughs> when he's like uh, calling up to the sink and Elmer, oh. yeah, Elmer's singing and whatever like that, but he's like, oh, Brian, hey, hello there, Brian. Oh, how are you? <laughs> I fucking oh, lose my yeah. mind every time. It's 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 great. No, no, no go I ahead. Say, it was just very weird that Brian has that whole dream sequence where he's having a threesome with his girlfriend and his brother. Yeah, it's like yeah, I think he can pick up on on, on something going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it went into his subconscious. Yeah. That, that that's what I think. You know, like he feels the uh, his brother has feelings for that girl because they're all in the same house. Well, they were in the same apartment together for a it, time. It looked like. Is it me or is the brother's bed like right by the front door? I think he's on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Shared, yeah, like, uh, like a fold-out couch. Yeah. I don't oh, know why yeah. I noticed that. I'm like, he's sleeping, and then like someone walks in the apartment, and like right there. The futon, baby. What do you want? <laughs> I don't understand why Elmer is surprised that um, he doesn't remember. Look, like, oh, seriously, you don't remember? He tells him, you know, wouldn't he be used to this by now with all the people over all the years <laughs> that they get high and they don't remember their actions? Well, it seemed like El- it seemed like Elmer was giving them just enough, but they would should be able to still be in control of themselves. I don't know. It just seemed weird. Like he would know how it works, you know. Or is he just playing like, with them? Like I, I would agree, Brian. Uh, maybe Brandon. Sorry, Dave. I would agree with you, but <laughs> the I would agree, Brian, Brandon, Dave, Trent. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Trent, is that you, Trent? <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Fuck the loathing I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new movie, The Loathing. <laughs> Here's what I don't get. Why does he grab her head during the blowjob scene? Because it's not really a blowjob. It's like he's contributing to the killing. He forcibly holds her head as if That's, he's 
she's giving because him because he's feeling value. the euphoria of the and he's feeling the oh, euphoria okay. of the drug. I guess, but that's an awful that that's a grab. That's like when you're really turned on by a girl and, and you grab their head and they're down for it and you do it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just. I guess comedic value is a good answer. Yeah, I think it was comedic value, but I don't disagree with you. Like, I mean, I think really? I think people would would actually remember, or or Elmer would know that uh, people would would forget these things or whatever. But I guess for the movie's sake, it's fine. I never questioned it until you brought it up. That's what I do, buddy. <laughs> well, I'll say this: this movie should be more of a cult classic than it is. This is the kind of movie that I, I think that. I'm surprised more people like outside of the horror realm don't talk about because yes, it is a horror movie and yes, there are some gore scenes, but it's it has enough of that silly stuff that I could it isn't like dead alive like you know what I mean. It, 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 I could see this movie being passed around, you know, I don't know, high school, in college, and things like that, and you know, even older people just you know getting together and watching this movie. You don't hear anybody talk about it. I think it's kind of a shame that you never really? hear. I feel I, the dude, opposite. I feel like it has like a huge cult following. You think it does? Really? Brain damage? Maybe it's just amongst the horror community, though. I think so. I think uh, um, I think Basket Case probably has more notoriety with the average Joes, and that's not, not even all that much. I don't know. I just I think this movie should be more widespread. And I'm not even saying just amongst the horror fans. I just mean... Mm. It just seems like a cult classic just that like a lot Brandon's of people ass love. Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you leave my ass cheeks out of this. <laughs> Woo! You <laughs> sounded like Elmer there. <laughs> Woo, Brian. <laughs> oh, Brian. No, now I can't do it. <laughs> I wish I could do his song. Wizard, it's Elmer's song. <laughs> oh, man. I give it 7.5. Okay. I, I don't wow. feel too bad then about my rating. 7.25. Ah, okay. And I'm uh, at an 8.75. Whoa! Yeah, I... Jesus. like. I, Just like the girl in the club, he's given this one a deep blowjob. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. This has always been a personal favorite of mine. As I said... Oh! <laughs> Is nice. your mascara running? I was very happy to revisit this one. <laughs> No, that's cool. I feel like a lot of people like truly love this. I felt like when coming in in the seven area was going to be low, and it is. I don't know. Again, this is another one that I I've, I've seen this before, but I didn't see this one till much later on. So I've, I've seen it, you know, a handful of times, but probably for the first time a couple of years ago. Yeah, I've all I've seen it for years, and I, and I still enjoy it. Still enjoy it. It's oh, held up. It grows on me, and Elmer's just. I mean, he's a scene stealer. Yeah, and it's fun to watch this movie with friends. This is the kind of movie, you know, it's better That's off with... missing friends. That's right. You need to have a, a, a buddy for this. Yes. And you didn't come up on it, though. You didn't come up on it, B, the way we did. Uh, you know what I mean? And Christian went down on it. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Well, we're halfway there. Yeah, buddy. Halfway there. Living on a prayer. All right. Moving on. Moving on. What do you say we do one from 1988? I like the way you think, buddy. Okay, let's jump right into American Gothic. Aha! Group of travelers make emergency landing on an island in the Pacific Northwest after their seaplane malfunctions and stumble across an isolated and psychopathic family. Weirdos, okay. weirdos, we're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> weirdos, <laughs> weirdos, we're a bunch of weirdos. Is that, 
Rainy, right? <laughs> That's the jump rope scene, or is it the swing scene? I think it's a jump rope. That, yeah, I think it is too. Rope. Yeah, because yeah. that 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 bitch calls them a weirdos, and then they all start singing. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. This movie, I don't know about you, Christian, but I used to see this movie up uh, with the rest of the VHSs back in the day, yes. and I I never watched it. I never, I was never intrigued by the cover because I was like, well, what do I care about a couple old people killing? That's just the way I felt. <laughs> Little did I know that it's really not old people killing. Yeah. It, this movie is kind of, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Misrepresented when you look at that cover? Well, it, you, that you covers a play on, yeah, that famous. I know famous, what it is, yeah, American yeah. Gothic. I know. True. I guess they can't have kids with the American Gothic painting. So now it makes sense. But had I have known that it was a, you know, a fucked up family. But if they show, yeah, if they show the kids like in the background of this American Gothic like photo, like then like actually like dressed up the way they are in this movie, right? Like then you would be like, all right, I want to see this. But yeah, I could see you being like uh, turned off because I remember seeing this and in, in the VHS and uh, again another one I avoided for a long time. And this yeah. is one the more I watch, this one keeps going up for me. Oh, first time watch for me. So okay, this this one keeps going up for me every time I see it. And I've only I've only seen it a couple, you know, a handful of times, so maybe three or four times, a small hand or, you know, a, a misshapen hand. Second time watch, <laughs> watch. I did watch it back in the day. I remember liking it. Uh, kind of like a, I I kind of remembered it as like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre esque like uh, Leatherface without the chainsaws. Part three. Yeah. Without the chainsaws, but I not you know maybe not quite as violent although there's some great sequences in this movie it, it's a different type type of movie yeah it's um, actually got like a story to it it's got a, it's got a setup that plays into it and you know diving deep into our main character's psychosis even long before we uh before we get to our our villains so you have an interesting character in cynthia even though you know she's not like giving a blow away performance here but you know that they're going to play into this somehow as the story plays out with, with the death of her baby and the fact that she just got out of the hospital and that, you know, this is going to either, you know, save her or haunt her in the end. Who leaves a, a kid, bit... a, a baby in a tub with what? Like, oh, stupid. thank you. Thank Dude, you. I feel like I'm that happened all the time up. in the eighties, right? I feel like that Dude. was an eighties thing. It's like, it's I'm like the eighties equivalent of keeping a kid in a hot boiling car in the summer now. Fucking idiot. Dude. <laughs> Thank you so much, C, because I'm looking at my notes. And the, the first note says this, TV movie credit sequence, which is self-explanatory. Yeah. The next note is dummy, dummy, dummy. And I'm reading this and I'm trying to... Are you, sure that, are you thinking of pin or me? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what this note is and why I wrote dummy, dummy, dummy. And I was actually going to just say to hell with it and tell you guys that what's dummy 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 it's in my notes but <laughs> as soon as christian said that as i'm watching the movie and i see this woman do her thing and she leaves her infant baby in the tub to what to answer the phone or some shit yeah. as i'm watching the movie i'm calling her dummy du i'm getting angrier by the second i'm like you know what i had no remorse for that character all i had was contempt and i just kept calling her a dummy I out loud i was watching the movie going dummy i was so mad how many times did you say place? dummy? Yeah. <laughs> you I hated, can't say it enough. You would have hated the lead-up scene that I actually heard was cut. She comes home, 
First off, she's delivering a tire, and there's this bony little cat on the side of the road, and she just fucking punts it to the side to get home to wash the baby in the tub. <laughs> oh, so like, no, this I shit happened though i remember i remember hearing these nightmare stories of people you know leaving their kids in the tubs and the kids you know drowning this happened like all the time i felt like it does happen it's just kind of totally avoidable dummy. i'm not saying she's not a dummy oh of course it's totally avoidable but they had to set it up somehow I guess I just it just pissed me off. The fact that she—I mean, usually people leave the room for like a second to like go grab the phone. Like she went downstairs, had a yes. sandwich, watched a show. <laughs> like, right. Geez. Yeah. Oh, I was so angry. I was like, you know what? If you're setting this this person up to be the main character that I'm supposed to care about, you have failed. And then by the time we get to the her friends and when they get to the place and, and the way they're talking, they're a bunch of jerks. Not all of them, because the one scene with the swing. That kid, that he was doing the right thing. Yeah, he was, he was genuinely being fun. nice. Yes, he was. And why not? So what if these people are the way they are? They're not hurting anybody. I mean, at the time, this is what I'm, you know, this is me as the viewer. This is what I'm seeing. They're just, yeah, this girl is obviously not 12 years old. And, and these people are old-fashioned and everything else. And they're strange. But they're helping us out. They're letting us stay here. And I'm going to, if this girl asks me to go on the swing and she's talking to me, I'm not going to call her fat. Or freaking be mean to her, or, or or for she's not doing anything wrong. So he, I felt for him when he died. It's too Rob, bad. Rob, you want to go on the swing, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rob. Okay, when he, okay, Fanny. When he flies airborne, I fucking oh. lost my mind. Oh. Dude, it's one of the funniest kills ever in a horror movie. It really is. That I mean. It, like, who puts a swing that oh. close to a cliff? Like, he literally flies off the cliff. <laughs> it's good, though. <laughs> and who's responsible for their murder, by the way? Woody. Sweet Pea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so Sweet funny that we only talk pea. about him from Sweet Pea, yet, uh, <laughs> what's like his name? He's such a great film. actor. And he's oh, he's good. I know. Such a good actor, too. But we he's <laughs> great, but I, I can never get past you, his freaking you know what I? You know what I keep always referencing him to, and I keep, I even did it this time, is uh, Scrooged. Oh, I've he, never seen it. Oh, you've never seen Oh, I love it. He, he plays one of, like, the, uh, you know, he's like a homeless guy, and he's in the shelter, and he thinks, um, he thinks Bill Murray is uh, Richard Burton. He's like, come on, Dick. How's Liz? And he's like, you know, do an impression for us, Dick. You know, and it's just, it's really funny. Creepy. <laughs> he's great. The skeleton baby is fucking creepy. Ooh, the skeleton baby boy. is really creepy. That thing is, what the hell is it? How did it get that way? Is it, is it a skeleton? It looks like it's a mummified. Oh, Was it, my guess, I don't know, but my guess is either one of the other dollies. That was on the island that they killed, or maybe Franny had a, an incestuous baby. Ooh, at the dodge. Boy, yeah, it does go well, kind of to. It, it, it's really well. It's it is really well acted, and there's yeah. there's enough good stuff. That whole end part, I totally forgot about. So then I'm like, oh, is she just putting on an act? She's not really going crazy, but she's gonna act crazy. But she actually fucking becomes one of them until yep, and until. Uh, that whole baby. baby scene, the baby uh, washing scene. I really love the final act. I really love the the way they they switch Cynthia's character up and where it went. That's the, the whole last act is 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 pretty solid. The the, the movie as a whole is just good, not great. I think it, it's it, awesome. I love it. Really? Yeah, I think it's great. Wow! Nice, nice, good. Hey, hey, woods are woods. <laughs> 
Woods or Woods? Woods or Woods? Is that what he says? I only die for muff. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you want to go scuba diving? I only, I only die from. A... How about Terry scuba diving off the cliff? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And she falls and cracks her head. Yeah. Oh my god, that was the funniest thing ever. Damn. And the look that Pa gives her when she takes a piece of bread before prayers. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Pa is, by the way? Rod Steiger. Yeah. Oscar-winning actor, fantastic right. actor. And he, he was... Bonda Carlo plays Ma from the Monsters. <laughs> What really? Yeah, and I didn't realize that was her. Too. Oh wow! Yeah, and you know this Rod is the guy Steiger, direct, I, I, This is the guy that directed uh, the Incubus that we just talked about. Uh, okay, yeah. And yeah. and he went on to do oh. how- Howling for uh, your sister Square Dances. No, <laughs> the, the original Nightmare, I think. Oh okay. <laughs> Marsupials. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe Rod Steiger. Yeah, I, I was like, wow. First he did, th- then he did Amityville Horror. He was the, you know, the priest in that movie. I'm blind. And then this man. I thought the kills were. Fa- I thought the kills were really good. They were fun. Yeah. I thought they were. It was a good mix-up. The swing kills, great. You got the uh, the needle in the eye for for the the husband or the father of the baby. And yeah. Uh, when Terry gets killed, because I, you know, you want her to survive, and she gets killed. That's brutal. And the, the big guy just like snaps her neck yeah it's just Ooh. blunt yeah that's that's a that's like i got dark it's funny this was rated as a 1997 or 1987 film on imdb but it wasn't released until 88 really yeah wait 87 you said well that, that it's listed as an 87 but then it says may to uh, 1988 it was uh officially released yeah i think this was the only one that did say 87 not 88 but yeah it was released then I don't, I don't remember this coming to theaters or anything. No, of course not. Theaters. Although back then, maybe. I don't know. It's our, who am I to say? Well, I, I think this is a major release. Wasn't this like an MGM? I th- I'm pretty sure it had like some... I think you're right. I do remember seeing MGM it in the beginning. That that's a theatrical release poster, so it did have a theatrical release. Wow. I mean, not, to say, that they, not to say that they weren't doing direct-to-video... Uh, productions back then as well. We know they were. However, I don't know. I, I have this feeling it might have gotten a theatrical release. I guess back then, yeah. You'd be surprised at some of the things that did come out. Country of Origins, United Kingdom and Canada. How about that one? British yeah. Canadian. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, it's BC. How about that? Vancouver. Yeah, BC, British Canadian. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I thought you meant Bill Casanelli. <laughs> I couldn't find out where if it had a theatrical. I was looking at looking up the information, but when she kills when there. she kills the family at the end, that's all good stuff too. Yeah, she goes yep. on the fucking killing spree. Beautiful, sticks yeah. those two knitting needles. That was good stuff. Yep. Yeah, each kid when she beats Fanny to death with the bucket, and him renouncing oh. God, him renouncing God only to get yeah. killed. Right, I give him soul to Satan only then to be killed. I thought that was kind of. Awesome. Justice. I like I like that she stopped yep. for a cookie in the middle of her killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a great touch. She just goes to the cookie jar like, I'm going to have a cookie right now. <laughs> that was good. I like the way she looked when she when she got in that role. She looked almost like a different person. As soon as she dressed up that way and pulled her hair back in, in those in those pigtails and she looked, looked like way. a bit. She looked like a big dolly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was creepy in the basement with the big dollies. Yeah, dude. This was a, a nice little surprise. I, I, I mean, I remember it. 
uh, but I enjoyed it a little bit more than uh, I thought I was going to. Yeah, I, I guess I could say I did because I, I wasn't, I didn't have really high hopes. Yeah, did you so. really think uh, Fanny was turning uh, twelve? <laughs> <laughs> Give or take. Naughty Teddy. I wonder even how that that the whole situation came about. That would be a good prequel. How you know? they ended up how on the, that how, island? Yeah, how they you know they they just so happened to have three people that that acted like they were children. <laughs> you know what I mean? How they got together that way? Or are they their children? And they no, they couldn't be. Could they be their children? And they, they just are, stayed. They are their children. You think so? Yeah, I think it's just a case of of crazy parents not you know raising their children, just you know kind of keeping them as children from the very beginning. They seem so close in age. They, they, they look like they look like the parents were like sixty and the kids were like fifty. You know what's the crazy thing? Michael <laughs> Michael Pollard, who plays Woody, still looks the same today. And this is thirty years ago. He looked he looked old when he was younger, and he just stayed that look till now. He's like eighty years old, and he still looks like he did in nineteen eighty eight. I know Steve it's Martin. crazy. He's got the Steve Martin. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly like Steve Martin. He just Steve Martin looked like Steve Martin forty years ago and hasn't changed. Yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? Well, how high are you, yeah. Brandon? I, seven and a half out of ten. Oh, that's oh. Not that. okay. I'm a seven out of ten. Like, and I'm six and a half. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. If, <laughs> if we were doing our top fifty slashers now, this would be on the list. I don't think I even watched this for that show. I, I don't think I considered it a slasher because I thought it was more of a crazed family. I considered if we weren't considering Leatherface a slasher, I wasn't considering American Gothic a slasher. Maybe that's why we didn't watch it. Maybe we didn't consider it at the time. But if, if we were considering it, this would easily make my top 50. This, and, would, uh, this would be just below uh, Prom Night 4. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take heat yeah. for that forever. You know why we didn't have it as a slasher anyway? We decided that, that slashers can't have multiple killers. Remember oh, and that? it had to be yeah. North American. And this was uh, British Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, let's go into... Wes Craven's The Serpent and the Rainbow. An anthropologist goes to Haiti after hearing rumors about a drug used by black magic practitioners to turn people into zombies. Now let me tell you something. I always, I saw this movie maybe twice before. Never really cared for it. Not really a big voodoo person. Man, I don't know what the hell was wrong with me because this movie is fantastic. And I had the opposite feeling. I loved this movie when I was younger. Don't know why, because it's fairly slow-paced. But I loved, absolutely loved, Don't Let Them Bury Me. I'm Not Dead. And it, I always thought that was the poster? so... The poster, the line in the movie. And I, I just thought it was fucking creepy. But I don't like this movie. I don't like I don't like the pace of what? it. What? I don't like the special effects at the end when it goes all Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I think this is the least Wes Craven movie until the end... Then it becomes everything I don't like about Wes Craven movies. Get the fuck out I'm not saying it's okay. bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I like some <laughs> of the performances. I like the dude that, that teaches them how to make the voodoo uh, powder and everything. And there's some great performances um, in here. But I just find it very episodic or something. I don't know. Like, it just, I find the pace very off putting. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? That's something like I remembered. I always felt like this was a slower and longer movie. And this time. I just felt it moved at a really good pace, and I, I was interested in in everything that was being shown. You know, the setup I thought was really well done. You start with Kristoff's, you know, being buried uh, alive in '78 in Haiti, then you jump to the uh, to the rainforest where uh, where he has that awesome, uh, 
you know, trip session where he's playing with the tiger and stuff like that, and he sees uh, Pytrod. The guy that Pytrod? became like, the, the, it, like turned into like a Killer Instinct like kind of video game at the end. Wasn't he like Tiger Head and the other guy was like Bear Head or something like that? I don't know. It just became very silly at the end when they did the final showdown. Pytrod, the head of the secret police. Yeah, that guy. I don't know. I thought it was a really good setup. Bill Pullman's terrific. Well, I didn't like it as a kid, and I still don't like it now. Wow. No change, no nothing. It's an hour and a half long. It felt like it's two and a half hours. Wow. There's way too much meat on the bone. It's it's just, I don't understand. I don't don't want to say I don't understand. I just, I don't know. I just... It, it didn't, didn't grab me. Again, it's just a movie that's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> and you, I told you, voodoo, these types of things, these voodoo, these, like, Haitian movies where they go to, like, uh, you know, these islands and do stuff like that, and usually not my type, type of thing either. I just, I found myself intrigued by the whole I- idea of, uh, you know, the zombie and, and controlling uh, controlling the body by, by, you know, encasing the soul and all that. And it just seemed like... Like this was a very for having a lot of meat on the bone, like you say, it just felt like they made it very simplistic and 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 understandable for like a layman without getting too deep into like the rituals and stuff like that. The second act just took me out of it. It had a good setup, decent setup in the beginning. The third act was fun. I, I really dig it into the third act. I just wish they would have cut the second act. Again, it was it's not a very long movie, but it felt like it was two and a half hours to me. I, I, I think that's I because, like you said, it has a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. It just has a lot of too stuff. Too much. That's what I'm saying. Too much meat on the Jumping bone. They didn't have to go forth, there. They could have simplified it even more, I think. Yeah. I think they could have. I don't know. I feel like, you know, they... All right, it, it, maybe it's a little jarring at the beginning because you, you go 78 Haiti, you go 85 Amazon, then you go back to Boston for the pharma meeting where he's going to be sent to Haiti to to investigate Kristoff and, and find out about how to make somebody a zombie. Then he's back in Boston towards the end, then he goes back to to Haiti. And then, you know, so there is a lot of back and forth, but I don't know, I just, I was I thought, really on board I with it. I thought some of the filming looked good uh, until they went into like the graveyard or in some of the other places. And then it became such a badly dressed set that it took me out of the movie. But like when they're in the cities and towns, I thought that, that felt felt authentic. Uh, and then it, and it, a poor Wes Craven man he makes one movie that was a hit with fucking nightmares in it and he's gotta have every movie with a fucking couple nightmare sequences in it he can't seem to get away from nightmares and so it this was filmed in Haiti you know <laughs> well yeah so that start, that's, that looks very authentic obviously that. Dominican Republic Haiti and Boston so Boston actually looked like Boston and Haiti looked like okay. Dominican Republic and Haiti but when they go to the graveyard it looks like it's a set I don't know. It looked it looked authentic enough for me. I like the fact that Kristoff stays there. I like the fact that you know very early on he says this is where I belong and how that comes back to uh, ultimately be huge for for Dennis's character in the end. A lot of people love this movie. I, Eddie Murphy loved this movie, which is why he wanted to work with Wes Craven, uh, and they eventually did Vampire in Brooklyn. Was their project together. Based on this, I, the guy that I grew up with that I said that I went across the street and with his family, I've watched horror movies when I was scared shitless of them. Uh, whatever. He, this was one of his favorites. He loved this movie. Uh, I wanted to love it because I was a huge Wes Craven fan. But I gave I, I just found it a little too long. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I was just not on board with it. And I thought maybe I, my older mind would would like it a lot more. And I found out it didn't. 
I didn't like the sound effects of the zombie, the woman zombie maid. Oh, uh, the 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 bride one yeah. that rips the. It's a, oh man, I thought that was creepy as hell. I like the whole goat scene, how he uh, he cuts into the hoof yeah. to to expose yeah. him. He how he switches the powder and drinks it. Yeah, that was good. I, I don't know. I was into. It. I thought like I thought all the you know the supporting characters, you know the doctor, um, the the club owner Lucian Mozart who helped him with the powder and uh, all these all these secondary characters were really good and and Pytrod was just evil and uh, you know I, I I was on board. I was really interested in, in each of these characters. You know, for me the best stuff was the dream sequences. <laughs> yeah, I like the dream sequences too. You know, it really like was. I'm not saying I didn't like him. It's just like again, like he he, had, he played the deadly friend. He had them in this. It's a right. fucking shocker. Every goddamn movie he made since Nightmare on Elm Street is plagued with nightmare sequences. They're not plagued. These were pretty. Not, these were pretty simple though, because these were just pretty much like premonitions of things that just happened like a few scenes later. Yeah, I liked them though. That's all I'm saying. That that's highlights for me with the dream sequences. I mean, unfortunately, they were just dreams. They didn't actually happen. But I mean. It is what it is. I do. Well, it, they, uh, they did happen later heading. on in the movie. I mean, he dreams about the, you know, the the female zombie in the in the cemetery, and that happens later on. And yeah. you know, he, he does have dreams that do come to fruition. It's almost like a warning. It's but. true. That's true. I like when the there was the beheading in the bed next to him. Yeah. You know, that was well played. It was like the it was like the Godfather scene with the horse's head, except it was the humans. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest and of the they, body was there. That was all set up to, to arrest him. That was cool. That was the uh, the dead guy's sister. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about when the, when he? How about when the one throws its own head? It it throws it literally throws its own head off. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> it threw its own head off. <laughs> I never saw that before in a movie. That was great. Oh shit! And then the, the one surprising when he's like, "Death is not the end." And then he's gonna buy to go into some spiel, and then, and then he fucking goes into his thing. The, the the what's his name? The voodoo guy. Oh Mozart. Okay, Mozart. There was his name. The one who helped to make the powder. Yeah. Yeah, Mozart. Mozart. Wasn't it the name of Louis Mozart? Wasn't Mozart Louis, the name of a kid on the Bad News Bears or something like that? Yeah, also Mozart. a famous composer too. Well, I know that <laughs> obviously. Also the name of my first guinea pig. Wolfgang Amadeus, yes. <laughs> my first guinea pig was Mozart. Was it really? Yeah, and my first dog was Beethoven. Really? Yeah. Well, it's because of the movie, though, Beethoven. No, right? Beethoven was in the 70s. Really? Yeah, Beethoven was here before I was. <laughs> oh. Then he got oh. the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> Actually, I think he died right before Beethoven oh. came out. <laughs> Follow Jeez. my joke with the death. Jeez. That's what I'm doing. Because you're... Jokes are killing me. <laughs> He's killing me. I'm really upset that I can't get on board with one of you. Like, I, I guess we have with some of these films. Like, I've lined up with one of you, but I don't know. I feel like I'm always on the other on the other end. That's okay. That's what the show's about. That's why we have three people. Well, I don't want to be alone any. I don't want to be alone anymore. <laughs> yeah, we agreed on one wholeheartedly so far. It's the way it is. 1988. What a time. I tell you. It was a fucking great year when you really see it. It was solid because when I'm making my list for top ten, I'm leaving like a couple movies off that I feel bad for leaving off. So yeah, I will give you that. It was it was a consistent year. Not many movies that we that we're talking about tonight are making my top ten. But I like know, the fact that they have the whole political backstory with you know with the with the corrupt president and the fact that this you know the head of the secret police is this voodoo guy. So 
that plays out in sort of like the the background, which is I thought very nicely done. So when it you know when shit hits the fan at the end, is you know an uprising, and it's it's really great. Yeah, see that's the stuff that kind of lost me, and I understand because it's it's not it becomes more dramatic than horror. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I was really on board. I thought this was like a really well made Wes Craven film. Like I I never loved it in the past, but I really feel like I have a newfound respect and and joy for this film. It's a better movie than most of his movies. Yeah, it really is, like, and I appreciate honest, that. Yeah, but I just didn't enjoy it like as much. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If you're not if you're not into it, then it's you know it doesn't matter how good it is. It's just not is true. You know, for some reason, I just I really enjoyed it this time. Mozart, you know what? That, that, he was a kid in the movie. He was a, one of the kids in Sleepaway Camp. That's why I was thinking of him. <laughs> Are we seeing Sleepaway Camp three? No, one Sleepaway Camp, the original Mozart. He was a character in it. You, you was, know, Mozart he was, was also my first game. <laughs> <laughs> he was the heavy set kid that was doing the freaking. Remember they they um they, they, they had him do the sit ups and, and they and they put they put the shaving cream on the other kid's ass and he. he went oh up yeah, and, and then he, he said, "Your ass stinks," and he ran away. Yeah, Mozart. That was him. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, when you said Mozart, I, I thought of him. <laughs> Alan Mozart. Yeah, your I ass am. stinks. <laughs> oh, your ass stinks. Yeah, that was in that was in what do you call it? That was in part um, whatever. Return, the, what, what are we return talking? to sleepaway camp. Returned to sleepaway camp. Hey, not as bad as Survivor. <laughs> Nothing is, my friend. Nothing, Nothing is. is. Holy Nothing God. is. No, that's the friggin'. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy, oh boy. So anyway, uh, yeah, the second act really loses me in this one. I just check out, and then the political stuff comes in. And I'm like, I don't know. I thought Christian was going to be on board with me here on this one. I don't know why. I just felt like, like I I said, it was one. Shockingly, this is one that I've liked le- less and less as I've gotten older. As yeah. I said when we opened, I, I liked this as a kid. I thought it was creepy. I, I was entertained by it. But as I find... Something about Wes Craven, he, he tries to weave in mythology that should work, but a lot of times mm. I think it falls flat for Wes Craven. Yeah, I could see that, but I, I just, I don't know why, I just felt like for, for as much substance as this film has, whether you like it or not, like this is a film you'd probably enjoy more when you're older rather than a kid. You'd think. Not saying, it, not, saying you, not saying you don't have creepy scenes that would scare you as a kid, I would just... I would have definitely been bored if I saw this when I was eight years old when it came out, nine years old. Oh, I, there's no way I'd be able to watch this at that age. I, I can barely watch it now at my age. <laughs> I would have been freaking way checked out in that one, you know? Holy cow. Uh, but I'm not shitting on it. It's just not it's just not for me. It's, you know, I, it's it's competent filmmaking. It's just I can't keep up. I just I, I check out. You know, there's too much dialogue for me, and it's not – interesting enough to keep me hooked and the visuals aren't always interesting enough to, to keep me engaged. It, you didn't like the nails with the scrotum? I do like the nail on the scrotum. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like the scene with the freaking uh, what do you call it? I believe you know? in Haiti they call that the Prince Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Albert in the can. Yes. <laughs> uh, when it, with the scene with the freaking burying them when they bury the dude and the, and the way it got, oh man dude that's what, freaking at the beginning oof. with the tear with the tear rolling down the eye well that's cool but I'm talking about later with Bull Pullman oh when they put when they put the tarantula in oh Ooh. my god Ooh, that, that's some shit yeah. oh that was another dream that's the best scene yeah, the that, movie no yeah that's another dream sequence that he had too because he had a dream about that also before where it looked like he was standing up in the coffin and you see the dirt coming through like I don't know it was really I, I 
I'm a little surprised, but I really, oh man, I'm enjoying the film more the more I think about it. Nice. How about when, how about when she gets mad at him and, and she's, remember when the girl gets mad at him and she goes, I know why you were doing this, this, and this, and then at the end she, she goes, yeah, I see, she goes, shit floats, and then she walks away from him. Remember that part? <laughs> I always thought it was Hope Floats. That's what I call that's what I call that movie Shit Floats. It's called Here's my Does Shit Really Float though? Yeah. Well if you look in the in the bowl you, you never look in the bowl? Yeah. I, I don't think it floats. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they had that line from Nightmare Nightmare. Um Revenge of the Nerds. When they throw him in, they go, Ah, let's see if shit floats. Says, <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he grabs freaking uh uh what's his name? Gilbert and they throw him in the freaking in the water. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. I just always thought that was a funny expression. It's a thing to say. Shit floats. I don't. I don't really know how much it floats. I don't know. Listeners, weigh in. Does your shit float? <laughs> Christian's quiet on this. Christian, what do you think? Christian's in the bathroom checking. Doing Let's test it out your theory. <laughs> I'm gonna find out right now. That's the question of the episode. Does shit really down, float? Down falls. I have no water, so I just shit on the floor. <laughs> oh god that stinks it floats on linoleum <laughs> I gave this movie a 6 out of 10 oh me too 6 out of 10 wow 8.25 out of 10 I'm into the quarter ratings lately yeah you're Mr. Quarter Mr. Quarter <laughs> Grimsby, Grimsby Quarter and with that we'll jump right into cheerleader camp for our 8th film indeed yeah. cheerleader camp a group of cheerleaders become the targets of an unknown killer at a remote summer camp. It's not really a summer camp. It's a well, cheerleader competition. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did you read that one from? IMDb. User <laughs> is out of control, man. IMDb. Okay. I'm going to say it right off the bat. Another film needs a Blu-ray release. I have the DVD. I enjoy this film a lot. But it's gone a little bit down for me this time. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Oh, thank you. I, I've seen this. Many times, this movie is it's just a comfort movie for me to a degree. Not like some are, but it's some I can put on any time. But it also made my top 50 slashers, so it did, I am. It did mine also, and I don't think it would now. I don't know if it would. No, it would still be. It would still be there. Just uh, I went down a tad bit this time. I'll say that. A tad. Half a point, to be, to be exact. But I still yeah, enjoy that's, it. That's probably what I went down. I still enjoy it. It's got a great cast. And... Uh, but there is a lot of, of, not a lot, but there's enough scenes with nothing going on that... It seems like it's just a movie of, here's a red herring, here's another red herring, here's another red herring, here's another red herring. And for an hour, it's just red herrings, and then it's like, here's the killer, here, and it's over. <laughs> but the twist, the cast, is specifically these beautiful women, and the kills are, 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 are what it's about. So decent yeah, kills... No. Better than average, yeah, better than average characters, better than average acting. Funnier than most of them. They try to be funny. They're usually not. This one succeeds. I don't like the nightmares. I think that that's a lazy, like I agree, lazy part of it. And good nudity. <laughs> the music sucks though. Music is below average. I find. I don't know what the what, score. Yeah, the score. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, okay. I, 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 just too generic. Generic. Yeah. Yes. I wrote nothing about the music, so that means I didn't notice it. <laughs> right, it's definitely generic. They didn't spend any money with that. No. I never gave <laughs> this. I never gave this any really, the time of day. Kind of like Slaughter High way back when, Dave, and whatever. Like I never even watched it. And your love of it made me watch it, and I've watched never it now. Never saw Slaughter Highway. Slaughter Highway. 
This fucking guy. <laughs> slaughter. I said slaughter high. <laughs> That's a good said, name for a movie. You said the slaughter highway. Yeah. Can you slap? <laughs> That's can a you good name for a movie. Please reach over your screen there and just slap him right across the fucking face. <laughs> uh, is the slaughter highway anything like the Hershey highway? <laughs> Christian, it's a little does it float on the Hershey yeah. highway? <laughs> yeah, the dream sequences, uh, the, the nightmare thing was a little annoying here. But yeah, yeah the, the standout of this film is certainly the women and, oh, yeah. and, and some of the kills. Because there's not much in the way of like quality dialogue or anything like that. No, no but they do manage to blend like the Revenge of the Nerds feel with a slasher film yeah. in this better than like the ones that are like Camp Dread or whatever that are that's what their goal is this one it just yeah. happens to be like we want to make a slasher movie but they've got enough little bits of like that that 80s uh, teen comedy in there like when they, when he's trying to pack the, yeah. the sock in his, his underwear <laughs> I can't remember mm. the line he uses yep. but he and then he pulls it out and throws it at the guy and stuff like they record the guy jackhammer fucking the uh the head uh, cheerleader. Yeah. And then the twist, because there is a twist. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. So it's fun. It's not high art. It's not going to, like, it's by no means saying anything different, but it's enjoyable ride. And I don't get bored watching it. Nah, it's short enough where it really, it doesn't overstay its welcome. No. And how can you get bored just looking at Betsy Russell and Lucinda Dickey and... Terry the Weagle. Other, yeah, the other Oh, girls. my God. <laughs> God, Terry Weagle. I'll, this is the weird thing about her, about Terry. I, 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 back when I used to watch porn, you know, back uh, in the early 2000s on videotape and everything, and you see the names get around. I was never really struck by her. But when I see her in this movie, she is by far, this is by far the best she's ever looked. I can't believe how beautiful she is in this movie. And I, she, I think she looks, she's I mean, gorgeous in this, but I even, I, I think I even like the Teresa character better in this. Really? Yeah, I mean, there's so many stunning women. In this. Is Teresa the girl from? Um, it's funny because these girls are so pretty that the that the that you don't even notice as much. She's overshadowed. What's her name from? Uh, freaking um, Teen Wolf. She was the big, you know, she was the big shot in Teen Wolf. Oh, she was the Bonnie. number one hot girl. That was, that was Bonnie. The yeah, and she ends up like being the the one that that's least noticeable with yeah. this this cast in this movie. Man, and Betsy Russell always looks great. And they, huh. they listen to Dickie, of course. You know, yeah, boy, oh boy, but Terry Weagle, she's on another level in this movie. Man, I tell you, it's out of control. How about Muffin? She shows back up. Remember, I told you before there was a slasher where Muffin and it was at a camp and Muffin made her return. Well, this <laughs> did you see her? She was in this. Yeah. Movie. She survived that camp, you know. And then she, a few years later, they reopened the camp for cheerleader camp, and there she was. So they're Muffin. supposed to be college students, right? Yeah, because it's cheerleaders for college. Yeah. yeah, because at one point they they were talking about, oh, this is like it was when when we were when we were back in high school when the guys were talking about you know getting girls and stuff like that. But it just feels like so childlike at the camp, <laughs> like the yeah. mascots have to eat lunch for their. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's the funniest scene ever. And did you I notice know. they have the uh, the girls' night out mascot there, the bear? <gasps> oh, I that's even, right. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Did they do it on purpose, you think? Wow. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I saw it. I'm like, that's the girls' night out there. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. I loved it. And, uh, she's, she's trying to stick a sandwich like through her alligator nose. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's funny because watching it back now, knowing the reveal, you could see through the whole thing the seeds planted the right way. Yeah. 
it she is, reacts it to is, everything. It is pretty clever that way, but also in the, in the mascot scene, if you if you didn't notice, go back and watch it. The chicken is like drinking juice, and it's just pouring the juice on the beak of the chicken head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By that point, it just gave in. Fuck it, I'm just gonna pretend like I, I can drink it. <laughs> you're funny. you're a mascot, not a human. <laughs> I know, boy, the abuse going on there. Holy shit, that, that's worse than hazing. And Holy that was cow. mean. She deserved to win. She deserved to win the con. She got the most cheers. Yeah, she did. They got the right. They got the right uh, queen. Bonnie did get more cheers. She did. Bonnie deserved the, to be queen, but but uh, Lucinda deserved the uh, Corey deserved the uh, mascot. It's a good video cover too. It is. Oh, it's a great great, great poster art. <laughs> I appreciate that they made them college girls this way. Everybody who worked at the camp who was pretty much like a pervert and the sheriff who's a pervert seems a little less creepy because at least these girls are older. Everybody, uh, everybody's a pervert. That's, that's the one thing when you go back to some of the other slashers, you're like, these are supposed to be high school girls. I feel a little dirty. <laughs> I want yeah, this to take place in college from now on. Yeah, now you're looking at friggin' a porn star legit, you know? <laughs> There's no guilt there. How about that rap? <laughs> oh my god. So bad. I even so ice cappuccinos better. Did I they, agree. Did they think I they agree. were really gonna win the competition? Like At if Pam point? if Pam had showed up, like nothing they were doing was gonna suggest they were gonna win. Yeah, I, I agree. That was that was a bad rap. And, uh, <laughs> although Leaf Garrett wasn't too bad overall. But so is his big claim Leaf of fame Garrett. that he played a small <laughs> role on the outsiders? No, he was what do you call it? That's his claim to fame. Wasn't he singing first? Yeah, was yeah, I think he was a Oh yeah, yeah, he was a singer in a in a band or whatever, right? Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was a what do you call it? He was a freaking uh, heartthrob. Uh, yeah. He released two covers: "Surfing USA" and "Run Around Sue" on his self-titled debut album. Hmm. Mostly stopped recording music in the '80s. I'm trying to figure out where, where he started. Maybe he was just um from acting. He was in a bunch of stuff early, and he just became this uh, teen idol, I guess, from acting. Yeah. No longer acting. He uh. Fish Mitch was the last part he played in 2009. I got nothing more. I didn't write a lot of notes for this one. Like I say, it's fun though. It's a it's a fun little slash. I, I have nothing nothing more revealing to say about it. I don't know if you guys have exhausted your notes. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot here. Some of the kills were really good. Timmy getting gutted. Uh, Pam getting those shears through the back of the head. Really cool. Oh yeah, axe kill, bear trap. Yeah, you know? there was some, there was some cool stuff and. In here, I I thought it was kind of funny that towards the end, when when sort of everyone's gone and they think it's over, they decide to have a champagne celebration, even though like four of their friends have just been murdered. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, let's have some champagne, and then she, she slaps Corey on the ass and like, like you deserve to die, like you're, you're right. Really, like, it has what it has what you want in a slasher. It's it, it's not great. I think it's still pretty good though. I you know what I mean. It's has the kills you want. The characters are interesting. You got the the whodunit aspect of it, which is always good. The whole uh, mental thing with with Betsy Russell, with uh, what's her name, Allison. You know, with the what's going on with her and the way they play it out. It it does what it's supposed to do for for a slasher in the eighties. Could it have been better? Of course, but it could have been a lot worse too. It's just it's one of those it's one of those films that that I enjoy. You know, it's all there is to it. It's a slasher I dig. I like the setup. He killed her. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. She 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 fired. <laughs> she didn't even. I mean, granted, yeah. they set it up with her being sort of like mentally coming undone with these nightmares and stuff throughout, mm -hmm. which 
basically forgives it because if not, it would probably be like one of the funniest things in, in slasher history because it's just like, it's like uh, when we talked about uh, Nightbreed. Yeah. He's got a gun! Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 and then they start firing. He's. <laughs> Immediately, yeah. He's okay! And they. <laughs> okay, seven out of ten for me. Same here, seven out of ten. Six and a quarter. Ooh, six and a quarter, okay. It's all in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah, it is I in the same ballpark, but I think I, used, I think I was 6.75 for the for the slasher show. You must have been at least for it to make your list. Jeez. Well, I think I had six and a half as my starting. Yeah, I think I did too. Or it was close. No, I think that's when I invented 6.75 was for that show. So, yeah. Invented. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for number nine? Let's do it. Number nine. Written and directed by Sander Stern. Pin. Isolated by a plastic by nightmare. A plastic <laughs> sorry, nightmare. Sorry. Released in 1989. Is that what it says? Yeah, US released in January of 89. It was released at Cannes and Montreal in 88. <laughs> We're going by Montreal release dates here. So, is that what the dot 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 was supposed to be? A plastic nightmare? Because uh-huh. it, it has a dot 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 in the title sequence, but it's only yep. called a plastic nightmare on the actual video box or poster. Right, but that's what it's supposed to be. Pin, a plastic nightmare. In Serbia, it's called Lutok. Lutok? Lutok. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. That's how you say, I guess that's how you say pin. In France, it's called Schizo Dream. That's a little better, although it's kind of giving things away. Isolated by his strange parents, Leon Fonsalis, an imaginary friend, which happens to be an anatomy doll from his father's doctor's office. Unfortunately, the doll begins to take over Leon's life and his sister's life as well. Pin! We're talking about Pin! We we said we were going to do this. Full disclosure, I saw this. I rented this with a buddy of mine, and we laughed our fucking heads off, and we thought it was the worst movie ever. Again, at that tender age of 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I've always, like, saw it. It was funny I didn't even think of it again until like maybe in the 2000s. Watched it again and go, oh my gosh, this is much better than I remembered it. Like this is this is actually a good movie. And so I haven't watched this a lot. This is, was my possibly fourth time, but I wow. enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Wait, let me let me stop you there for a sec. Let, <laughs> no, let me stop you right there. <laughs> it didn't play as well. <laughs> Uh, never does. It was my it was my <laughs> it was my third time this year. How's that? Wow. I, uh, yeah, I've I've watched this movie more so the last like four or five years more than ever. Probably at least once, maybe twice a year. You know it what rocks. I mean? Pin does rock. I love it more each year. Yeah, I just uh, showed it to my daughter a, a few months ago. It's uh it's great, man. It's, it's, I love it's, the opening scene. She wasn't bored that, by that it? Child, that, that childlike music. No, she wasn't bored by it. No. Yeah, the music in the beginning. Oh, dude, everything. The whole scene with the kids and them sitting there and the voice. And this, yeah, this is straight up my type of film because it's like, you know, I mean, it's presented in a way where you know there, it's psychological, but you're not sure if there is a supernatural underlying presence here throughout. Well, as you're as you're watching it for a little bit, when you see the first kill with Anta, uh, what what her uh, Dorothy? Oh it, man, what a kill! <laughs> dude, that's the moment when you realize 
because you see Pin sitting up, but then right after you see Leon pop up. And yeah. that's when you're like, that's like the, okay, because you kind of are on edge the way they played. You don't yeah. know what's going on here, especially when the parents get killed and Pin's in the back seat and you see that he's sitting up. And of course it can be explained with the way they're driving and stuff, but it's so weird because I don't understand why the doctor is so bugged out by Pin. <laughs> he's looking yeah, at him he's, like he thinks he's not, so. he's not bugged out by Pin. He's bugged out by the fact that he realized he fucked up big time in, in the way he's, uh, raised Ursula and Leon and particularly the effect it's had on Leon because now here's Leon you know a young adult and he truly believes Pin is a human being because every nice thing every bit of information in his life came from Pin not his father because his father was an asshole correct so it's sort of I I sort of feel like he's staring at Pin and, and and driving the way he is because he's like in a in an absolute panic over what he's just realized Wow, I didn't, okay, that's good, that's good, that's That's another good observation for this movie, oh shit, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, because they aren't, they aren't very good parents, you know what I mean? No, they're not. The mother's just a freaking, a shrew. And she's a, well, she's a nutcase too, she has sex with Pin. (laughs) Okay, so that is her. It's been bothering me for years if that woman is the mother or a nurse or someone that works at that office, because they look the same, kind of. But the hair looks different. Christian, what do you I, think? Is I, it the mother never, or not? I never knew it was a mother. I thought it was just a nurse at the hospital. I didn't know that at all. See, I think it's Holy a nurse. Smoke. No, I think it's a nurse that looks like the mother because the hairstyle is different. It's the mother, I think, uh, like finishing up at the office. See, I used to think it was the mother. The first few times I watched it, and the more I've watched it, I don't think it is. The hairstyle is different. Either way, so at least... I thought it, I thought it was just a nurse that worked at the hospital. Well, it's a good question. That's the bottom line there. You know, we're going to do a shorty on this because it's a triple R style, but, I mean, we could really deep dive in. We may even come back and deep dive on it. Oh, you know what? Now, uh, now uh, um, I just went onto Wikipedia, and, I mean, I know Wikipedia's not, not always 100%, but it's saying it's his father's nurse, but... See? There you go. It's a different I, hairstyle. It's shorter. I don't know why. I thought that but she does mother. look like... Because it looks like her. That's the problem with casting here. See, I never, I, I never even thought it was a mother at all. I just thought it was a nurse. <laughs> I never, I, once... I never, I, ne- I never thought it was a nurse. I always thought it was a mother. Like it's the father's practice, so I figured it made sense that the mother be yes. there. And I figured this is like the mother's suppressed sexuality because clearly, like the father's so uptight, she's uptight that there has to be some sort of release for for someone <laughs> somewhere. And I it figured does, she, when she was at the office, she was fucking pinned. The it doesn't make sense. You're the right. The fact that it's a nurse actually, I mean, it's not, not. It doesn't hurt the film. It's not that big a deal. It's just another scarring thing that 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 uh, yeah, that Leon saw. But if it was a mother, I, I like it the, a little the, bit the better. The hates pain. true. The mom even says when they're getting in the car, <laughs> "I hate that well, thing." Don't yeah, you? but that could be a cover up. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she hates it because when she looks at it, when she's not fucking it, she she has guilty feelings. Yeah, and that that would explain her hating it. Or you guys are both wrong. It's done to her family. Hates it, and the nurse fucked it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) True. (laughs) Because I've come around. I used to think it was the mother, and now now I think it's the nurse. So fucking crazy. Well, 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 now Alex Alex fucked it. Did he taste any mom, or did he taste the nurse? (laughs) (laughs) Does Pin float? <laughs> you think that Ursula blew Pin at any point? <laughs> Dude, 
Why do they keep telling us that Ursula's 15 years old? We know she's not. I know, but still, it you made know. my erection feel bad. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> I don't like to think about it either, I know. Ursula, because... man, oh my god, she's stunning. Oh Boom. my god. <laughs> Wait, she is. Yeah, she's up there. She's no Terry Weagle, but she's up there. Yeah. But Ursula. she's like the, she's the girl next to her. She's the one you want to bring home to Ma. Yeah, but she's a dirty birdie. And she, even when she's yeah, a little she girl, is. she's like, I think I'm really going to like it when I get older. I'm like, yeah, yeah but how, like that. Yeah, but how bad is father? Hey, Leon, you want to watch me uh, oh. <laughs> perform an abortion on your sister? How do you perform an abortion on your on your daughter to begin with and then uh, ask your son to watch it to learn? Holy yeah. fuck, that Terry O'Quinn's fucking sick. He's, he might be worse than the stepfather in this. Dude, I'm telling you, the real father is worse than the stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man. That, dude, that's gross. You guys what don't find thought. the accident scene a little... Yeah, there's some spooky elements with Pin sitting up and then him with the realization, as we were talking about earlier. But that frantic driving, it's fucking ludicrous. It's a little laugh-inducing. Come on. It's a yeah, little but much. Listen to... Yeah, but B has a good way of explaining. He's bugging out. How would you feel if you saw your son up there doing that? Talking to Pin and talking back. You flip the fuck out, too. Plus, they're running late. You know, he's trying right. to get there on time because they had to go back for the notes and, and, and now, this and that. And, and now I, he's got that on his brain. He just... Bu- it, 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 what would be worse? Going up there and seeing him fucking Pin or, or seeing him talking to him? <laughs> Seriously. It's worse. Those are my options. I would prefer him <laughs> fucking Pin. Well, I'm just saying. Imagine if you had a, a, that and you caught your son just fucking Pin. You would probably be pretty upset about it. Now imagine it and him talking to him. Did you say caught your son fucking? Pin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I looked at him from my notes for a second and wasn't paying attention. All I heard was son fucking. Pin. Well, um, Christian has a son, so I'm trying to put him in, in the perspective of this father and his son. Well, how would you feel if that was you? Wouldn't you be flipping the fuck out? Yes. See? So he's driving. Oh, son, you're doing it wrong. Take pin from behind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How creepy is it when he gets skin? When he gets pin skin and hair? Oh, wow. Dude, that is terrifying. And Ursula has to deal with it, and she comes downstairs, and she sees him like that. And, oh, dude, I feel so bad for her. Holy fuck. And then bringing the boyfriend in, and what she probably has to tell him even before, and everything. Oh, dude. What a situation. This is like psycho reversed or psycho, period. It is like Psycho. It, it's like freaking... It um, really magic. Is. It's like magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like- very, yeah, magic, I thought it too. And Leon, yeah. you know, he's still like... Even though he's like repressed, but like the parents, he still has this like urge because he calls that friend over who he always hates and talks shit about. Right. And that scene where he scares her half the day. That's great. What a scene. Yeah. I feel bad for him. I, I don't know. It's, it's fucked up. It's weird. I wonder why he can't do it. He's like, he's bugging out because pins in the house, he says. He goes, I can't do it with pin in the house or something like that. He's, like, he's not allowed to have sex. Oh, I know why. Because pin always talked to him about sex. Yeah, he respects pin too much. Right. And it's sort of, and you know, just from the, the little bit you get with them as a kid, not only this repressed sexual desire to bang his sister. Yeah, that's true, too. Because yeah. he's, yeah. Uh, speaking of the crash... <laughs> Back to something funny. Did you realize that fucking he yells at Pin right before the grass? He says, get off! And he pushed him. <laughs> <laughs> he did push him. <laughs> I never noticed that he said, get off to him before. <laughs> and what did they, what the car flip over? The car was heading towards just a barricade. And then yeah. it fucking jumps the barricade and flips over. I know it's bad. It was a little, it was a yeah, little no, shoddily done, to be honest. That's fair. 
<laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. It's not a perfect movie, but everything is done so well. You can see everything in their childhood. You can see the first time he how 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 obsessed he is with this pin thing. It was just this dummy in there, and the father does the freaking the voice. He's a great ventriloquist. He should have been a probably would have been a better ventriloquist than a doctor even. You know what I mean? He's watching, and Ursula picks it up at a young age. He doesn't pick it up, but you see how upset he gets. You know, and then he smacks his sister. Yeah, you, ne- you never see you never see Leon actually look back at the father, but Ursula does. Yeah, she's see, smart. And, see, and sees his lips and, and knows and recognizes right. him. he doesn't have that that healthy progression, <laughs> healthy no. mature growth. He's intelligent. Does. You know what I mean? He's intelligent. He appears to be the way he writes and as a student, that's the way he's presented. Yeah. But I mean, he doesn't have the presence of mind. Maybe he just wants to believe in Pin so much because he has whatever emotional problems it is and he looks up to him. So he doesn't even want it to cross his mind. And so just like when he starts doing the voice himself, you know, when she says, how did you learn to do that? He's like, learn to do what? That, that's fucked up, man. And that's sad because that's like, you know, that shit happens Dude, in that real would, life. That, that would terrify me. That would ruin yeah. me if I, yeah. that, if I experienced that as a child. And do the fact what? that she wants to protect him. And it was really pinned off. And the fact that she wants to keep protecting oh. him is, is, is definitely one of the most intriguing parts of the film. Yeah, and I I respect her for it. She doesn't want him to be sent away because outside of that, he's normal in every way to her. I mean, you know what I mean? He's not there's nothing sinister here. No, he the just, two people he cares about most in the world are her and Pin. And, and, yeah, and 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 the thing is, she already lost her parents, so her brother's all she has left. Yeah, uh, I'll give her credit. You know, it's a, it's a really it's a really for me it's a really intelligent psychological study. It's it, you know it's not. You know, so when, straight up, it's not a gore film or, you know, in no. that sense. It's a psychological horror film, and that's, I think, why I probably might come in higher than you guys or I might like it more than most people because I, I'm really into, like, the psychological. And there's a lot there with interactions between the parents. I'm really a little upset about the nursing now, but uh, but even even just, you know, the way the mother reacts when—, when even before she finds the, the nudie magazine, she says to Leon, which is very weird, what are you doing in here? in Ursula's room, which seemed very off-putting because I don't see anything wrong with a brother being in his sister's room at that age. It seemed normal. Yeah, it was weird that they were looking at porn together, but the way she reacted... Oh, no, she didn't want him in there. and So that's very telling as well. I just like that they got up from eating food and she's vacuuming under their feet. Like, it's like pretty much just the cleanliness factor was pretty well. When he tells her, you can sanitize my friend when at the front door. Yeah, that's... That yeah. was great when he slaps him. I also do like the little nuances of like like after the final act uh, on Ursula's boyfriend and whatnot. Just the fact of the the revelation there mm-hmm. uh, afterwards of I I don't, I don't know. The watch. Well, no, of her course, of course, her knowing. But when all said and done, when they unpack the uh, the wood and realize yeah, that, dude. I thought that was really cool. And then they I go, thought so too. And then they go, and then the, when they, when the, the big visitation at the end, it is uh, yes, it's, it's so sad. sad. It's very sad. Yeah. And the beginning. Have you is heard really from good. Leon? It's like the most yeah. haunting line in the movie. Yeah. Have you heard from Leon lately? Yeah, and it you is haunting. At the end, heartbroken. Now, so the beginning says it's take when the kids run up, and then they think the thing is a dummy, and then it blinks, and then they run away, and it's just 15 years earlier. I was trying to do that mm-hmm. timing. So he was in. 15 years earlier is when he's a young, we're introduced to him as a young kid first, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So they're, like they're at the age, age of seven. Age seven. They're the age of seven. So then he's, yep. okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're not the age of seven. I apologize. Well, he's older. 
Yeah. That was the weird thing. They do two age gaps there where they could have easily mm-hmm. just done one, maybe. Because it's like yeah, they're, they, they, they're like seven and they're like ten or like or whatever. It's yeah. Seems. My guess is at the end when 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 Ursula is married now to uh, what's the boyfriend's name? <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank? I forget. Stan. When she's married to Stan at the end, my guess is she's in her very young twenties. Leon's probably you know two or three years older than her. Yeah, that, that would make sense for the timeline then. I just was so happy that I've I revisited it back when. And I was glad to watch it again for the show. I I did watch it four times because I watched it when I did my Canadian, uh, the Canadian my my solo cast. Good thing. And I gave it an eight out of ten, and I stick with it eight out of ten. Nice. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm a little higher. I'm a nine out of ten. I I really love the movie. Yep, right there with you. Nine out of ten. Nice, nice. Solid film. A lot of a lot of substance there. Absolutely. And really, and my... really well, well acted. Good performances all around and. Just mm-hmm. keeps you intrigued because this one is, this was probably the longest film we watched. No, I don't know about that. But... Yeah, this one's like an hour and forty-five minutes. I think that's the long. I think it was the longest of all of them. Doesn't seem it. Well, brother movies did. Or, yeah, or longer, no, but th- so this it's... one, I'm pretty sure, because I always check running time, and I'm pretty sure that this one was was the longest. But like you said, it doesn't feel that way because there's a lot of substance there, and it's well done. Right on. Well, all right. we got time for the last one. Let's, do, let's it. do it. All right, let's get into it. The Blob, 1988, directed by Chuck Russell. The remake of the 1958 sci-fi horror classic about a deadly blob from another planet which consumes everything in its path. Teenagers attempt without success to warn the townspeople who refuse to take them seriously. Shawnee Smith, Kevin Dillon, Donovan Leach, Jr. Well, I'll tell you, uh, this is three for three for when it came to the remakes of the 80s. Uh, the Thing still being my one of my all-time favorite films. I love John, uh, David Cronenberg's The Fly, <laughs> and I love The, the Blob. I'm with you on the thing, the fly. I, I prefer the thing and the blob, definitely to the fly. But, but man, the blob. This this is this might be. I'm trying to think if I could. I might say this might be the best remake there is. Wow. Like that is that is leaps and bounds more enjoyable and better than the original. I oh, like it, the original. I guess if you, it's if just, you put it in that regard, I could understand what you're saying. Like, but the original was a little bit more. I think the thing, even the original was considered a classic. So. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the blob yeah. was considered a driving classic, a little bit more like not necessarily high art, uh, and this takes the idea and just kind of just goes has fun with it. This was this movie I've watched a ton of times as well. It's just a fun monster movie. You know, they call the '58 version a sci-fi horror classic. It feels more like a sci-fi classic, and this one turns it into a sci-fi horror classic. This one is unapologetic with the horror. And not afraid to just kill absolutely anyone and everyone yeah. from the get-go. And that's yeah. awesome because they set you up with three characters in the first 15 minutes who you think are going to be there in the final scene. Or at yes. least one or two of them. And all three of them are gone in 15 minutes. One is a big surprise. I'll give you that. Between Paul, the sheriff, and Fran... I mean, all three of them seem like... It, it, I was really... I mean, I wasn't shocked because I've seen it, but... You know, it's it's crazy. I think Paul, Paul is probably the big, yeah. you know, it's certainly the big one. I agree. Paul always, to me, seemed the one that was like, wow, usually that, that it's very unconventional. Yeah. It sets it up as one way, you know what I mean? But, you Some know, great gore well done. For a movie great that, gore. In Canada, this was, at the time, AA, so that 14-plus rating. And, and it was gorier than most of the movies that were coming out that the R-rated category. The guy chopping his arm, the blob coming up. It's the gooiness of the blob. 
Ugh. Hmm. Dude, the way he grabs, the way the blob grabs Paul, though, and, and pulling Oof. them back, and yeah. as he's melting, reaching for, for Meg, man, that's yeah. such an iconic Time image. Off. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, and the, the, the cop disintegrating. The, oh, the, man. The sheriff disintegrating uh, when she's in the phone booth. And then that, that bird's eye view of the phone booth of the blob just popping in. The guy getting pulled down the drain. There's just Oh, the guy getting pulled down the drain? I I nearly shit myself this time. It's been a while <laughs> since I watched it, but when when that thing... I mean, and I knew it was coming, I still nearly jumped out of my skin. A I, lot of good a lot of good jumping theaters. This is one that I really wish I'd seen in the theaters. I, I, I used to... Yeah. I, I never had problems with, but I would question maybe the consistency of the blob from scene to scene to scene, but I've learned to just let that go. Like sometimes it's a little bit more like the, like the texture and, yeah, and the exactly. way it acts. Yeah, exactly. Because it can reach out and like grab people very easily, Tentacly. and then and yeah. then in some people it seems like they're just running away from it because it's like gooing towards it at a slow pace. Yeah, and even so the consistency I, I can, is more transparent yeah. in certain scenes and then more viscous or or or, or whatnot in others. But I, I've. I, I've always just been enamored by what, how it was, how it looks. That I've never really cared so much about it. Like it becomes, uh, it's crazy. And then I'm not, I'm even okay with the plot twist of it being man-made. Yeah, th yeah. Because they, I mean, it's it's it becomes a a part of the movie, but they don't get too crazy, you know, w with with the explanation. You know, it's just as Doctor Meadows becomes our, you know, another villain along with the blob talking about he wants to contain it at the expense of, you know sacrificing lives in the town i like the commentary uh, you know with the government and yeah military and it, it keeps it keeps too. all that it keeps all that stuff from the original 50s one but just ups the horror and entertainment value of it and blends it perfectly yeah good uh, it's a nice charming little town it has their feel you yeah. you feel for the characters um i forget her name um shawnee smith's character but meg. she's meg but she you know cute girl she's relatable you like her you like them all. You, you, Paul Paul seems cool. Of course, he doesn't last very long. Then, of course, you got Flag coming in. Good name, you know, Randall Flag. <laughs> <laughs> Randall. That probably was done for a reason. But I don't know. I got maybe maybe not. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Eighty-eight. What was written at that time? I don't know. But that's what I always think of when I see him. You know, false, but, false flag. It never happened. With Shuddy <laughs> Smith, if she could deliver a line. Well, wielding a machine gun and firing at the blob, going, "Come on, is that all you've got?" And, and she sells that line at the end. <laughs> I, I lose my mind, like in a great way. I'm like that, she is, is awesome. That's good acting because that's a cheesy ass line, but she sells it. She's good. Yes. She's, she is good. She's what happened? Really, she's no. She's been really solid. I think throughout her whole career. I think she's I done a lot of a lot of quality stuff. Like, like not necessarily yes. great. Later on, yes, I do but like I'm her saying. In the I love her in the sauce as Amanda. That's all well and good. But what I'm saying is in 1988, when she's young, I don't see why she didn't become another screen queen like the rest. Because she didn't, she certainly didn't go anywhere else to she prevent to do, that. She tended to do more comedy. I mean, she did like summer school. She did like Who's she Harry Crumb, you know, stuff okay. like that. Yeah, I guess she did have bit parts here and there. I just, it's just that she did so good and she was good with the screaming and everything. You would have thought that. Mm. She could have been, you know, alongside with Linnea and the rest from the from the late '80s, early '90s, and yeah. she really wasn't. Then she returned to it later on with mainly the Saw series, and but then yeah, she saw you know, like the uh, the love that she probably gets for the Blob, and it's like you know what, right? 
uh, the fans in horror are loyal. I can make money not only making these movies, but now she does all the conventions. I was going to ask about convention because she probably is big at the convention. I saw. I just saw her at the last one I went to. I saw her there. Really? She, looked, she looked great. She looks. I mean, she looks a little older, but she still looks the same. Nice. Let's talk. Let's get back to uh, that cool. that movie theater scene. Oh. I love the strobe <laughs> lights. I love the the guy spoiling the movie, talking to the theater, getting gobbled up. I love, I just I love that whole thing. It, it, it's great. When he gets sucked into the ceiling, it's freaky. When that guy, <laughs> when the guy goes into the projection booth and and you see the uh, yo-yo come down and then you see it go up. Like, th- these are all really cool effects. Yeah. Yep. They sure are. The effects are the best thing about the movie. Let's, I'll do a the bit kills. of trivia for you two. What is the line that Charles Russell uses in... His, uh, he did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and he directed The Blob, and I believe he also put it in The Mask with Jim Carrey. What's the his iconic line that he has in all three movies? He doesn't need condoms. He needs a muzzle. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> <Ribbed>. That's the <laughs> ribbed. I was going to say ribbed. Oh, my God. No, that's not wow. it. No, it's not ribbed. Wow. No, that's just a funny line in the I movie. I know that. As a joke, I, I know, but I was going to go with the same joke. That's crazy. Rid was what I, what I was going to answer because I don't know a legitimate answer. I don't except, know, and I don't know. Is that this, all you got? And you I know? don't know if this has been on trivia or not, or if I just, like, found this out. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's What a Rush. Is it smoking? No, it's What, what a, a rush? rush. What a Rush. Huh? Freddie and Tanya oh, with, yeah. with the yeah. needles. What a Rush. And at the end, Flag looks up after they blows it up, and he looks up. He's like, What a Rush. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it's in the mask as well. Rocky Dennis says it at the end? Yeah. Rocky. <laughs> what a rush, Mom. Yeah. These yeah. things are a drag. Yeah. <laughs> Dust in my hair, holes in my shoes. What a rush. And the sun shining on my face. <laughs> Fuck. That was good. Finally, you get a good one. Every so often. Ooh, I think the only... Here's my, not complaint, but uh, an observation. I don't understand why the first time that they're trapped and they realize that when they get into the, the, the cold... Why it's, affected, the blob, why it's not affected by the cold sooner? Not that. Why don't they take that information and use that earlier on in the movie? Yeah, why, they, did, why they didn't notice it and, and, and use it. Yeah, no, that's they, what I'm saying. I thought they but, did. Okay. Oh, you, okay, no, they so did. you're not saying that the that end. was just for us? You're saying that when that when the, well they didn't have an option. He runs to get a he runs to go get the snow machine because they noticed that the tongues were crystallizing in the freezer. Otherwise, there'd be no reason for him to go get the snow. No, machine. the 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 fire extinguisher. Right, but no, I'm he was saying, gone at that. Shawnee Smith. He was gone at that There'd point. Be... Johnny Smith was there, and she had this fire right. extinguisher. And she's like, it's the cold. They don't like the cold. I don't think she put two to two together. And then Flag, I guess, did. It was a little convenient, but then he went to get the he went to go get the uh, snow machine. Wait a second. When did the Reverend collect his pieces? When he, wa- he walked into the diner after the, the blob had left, after he, it gobbled up uh, Fran and the... Was that Fran? Yeah, Fran, yeah. In the, and then it's, it's sure. gobbling away. He sees it, uh, and then he walks in, sees the crystallized, and puts them into the glass container. Which, okay. by the way, if I didn't have it on one of the creepiest endings when we did the creep, top 20 creepiest endings show or best endings, the blob, I think I may have had it. I can't remember, but the blob deserves to be on that list because fuck what an ending this has. Yeah, it is a great ending. But anyway, so to get back to it, I thought they did use it, Dave. Just not then. I don't think they put two and two together. 
But when she has the fire extinguisher and she's shooting it, Flag has already gone to go get the snowblower, I think. Yeah, which, which right. it doesn't make sense that Shawnee Smith wouldn't have, what Dave was saying is it doesn't make sense why she wouldn't have passed on this information to the townsfolk. Sure. Right. Exactly. She, she, she was there she, being chased. That's what she sort of explains it, exclaims it, excuse me. She's blowing it and it reacts negatively to it. And then they and then they're saying the cold. She yells, the cold, I can't stand the cold. So she's realizing it's almost like it flashback, the tongue's crystallized, boom, it's reacting to this. The cold, I can't take the cold. So then the townspeople start getting the fire extinguishers. What I don't understand is I don't think Flag overheard that, so he does do a leap of faith to go get the snowblower. There's a little yeah, bit of a now, disconnect there, but I'm not now, losing well, sleep over. over I'm not losing sleep. I'm a little messed up now over that. But uh, did they get Bill Mosley out of the sewers? <laughs> <laughs> With the paper plate is in? <laughs> that was Bill Mosley. Was it? Yeah. Oh no shit. That was him. In the, that was him in the. That was him as the uh, wow. government agent you know, down there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. He, he might have told them. He's like, I'm pretty sure it's the cold. Don't trust me. I do have a paper plate in my head, but. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking. The loathing. <laughs> the light bulb went off in her head later on when she made the connection of what happened earlier and what just happened in front of her face. Now, what the, the question I was posing is if something was chasing you forever and, and nothing was going to stop it, then all of a sudden you got into a freezer and you literally saw it come in and then decide to back its ass out of there, wouldn't you immediately say, hey, this thing might not light the cold and then use it earlier in the film instead of waiting to the end. But I guess the I guess what you're saying, see, is that the light bulb kind of went off in her head yes, yes. and she made the connection and forgot in the midst of all that. They did end up using it later because of that. But already a lot of people had died. <laughs> she might have been able to save a few extras. But yeah, now I kind of, and the fact that Brian wasn't there because I always thought like he was around when they were doing the fire extinguisher, and then he runs off later to get the, the truck, but he didn't. I like the, there's eh, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt the film. Yeah, it, it doesn't really hurt. No, the film. it's just a little thing. The, when, the, yeah. when the kid's like stupid jacket, the zipper won't work, and then that plays like a lot. There's a lot of callbacks to things. <laughs> that later was great. On. Yeah, where it gets stuck, and then what about the friend? Like you're saying, they don't care who they kill in this movie. Yeah, his buddy that's... gets pulled back, and it comes pops back up for a jump scare. Like half disintegrated, it's fantastic. Dude, and and he had and he had learned his lesson. He was screaming. He was never gonna go see another horror movie again. <laughs> Which made me feel even worse because at first it's like, okay, you need to get rid of this kid because he's you know, sneaking into R-rated movies. But now he wants to like be good, and they still kill him. And the whole bike scene, the evil Knievel little, oh man, the settings are great. It's a it's a fun movie. Fast-paced, really fun. It's not perfect, but it, it's so close to being. Like, just, it's just so goddamn enjoyable. <laughs> I just have a question for you, C. Were those the uh, Royal Canadian Mounties? <laughs> Where? <laughs> oh, Don't you remember? What, <laughs> when they came and Brian says, what did oh. he say? Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Don't send the, about... Yeah, they don't send the Royal Canadian Mounties or something? Yeah. I forgot what he said, but. <laughs> yeah. And I know C's least favorite line in the movie was definitely when Dr. Meadows said, close the manhole. <laughs> He was like, no, leave the man hole <laughs> I've always loved wanna... I've always loved the Thanks. what about the civilians? They are <laughs> expendable. Yes. And then Stallone came out. I wish Meadows had I, I mean it's cool when he gets sucked into the sewer. I just wish it had been I don't know, I wish it had been even more violent and nasty. 
it could have used a few more kills. That would have put this movie over the top. Well, a, if you look at it, there's, there's, a, there's, a lot of there's kills, so many man. kills happening. You see it smashing people yeah, on the ground. You see the like in like up. the tentacles. Well, I don't mean that type of kill. I mean like the kick-ass kills, like when you get the close-ups and, and their skin and, oh. the, and their skull being like the, shown like and shit trap? like that. Like the legitimate the booby trap. trap. <laughs> Dude, that I want his trunk. Bar. I wanted that bar he had. In his I <laughs> thought that was the coolest trunk ever. When I was a kid, I'm like, that's what I want. Realizing it's totally illegal. You get a full bar there, and you see how many rings? You're wearing my ring, Vicky. And then he has a whole thing of rings there. Fucking snake. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Great scene. That whole scene in the car is fucking great, dude. <laughs> Everything about that scene is great, though. The, the the character that he is and, you know, being a, having the extra rings and all that other shit and mixing up the drinks in the... And then when he reaches in, he tries to take advantage of a girl that's passed out. Boom! Oh, that was great. And then the cop gets that Friday six, gets bent backwards when he gets sucked through the uh, the bookshelf. Oh yeah, Briggs. Yeah. I love it's those. Right. I love backward foldings. I know you. I know you're a big backward bend and manhole person. Close <laughs> <laughs> so the manhole. Open the manhole. We have a backward bend. Well, they make him great. I like. I like the ben little rea- the play that they've got between him and Flag. It's almost like at that one point he. He almost believes him, and I just love the the character play they do there. Yeah, the at the end, he genuinely yeah. like was looking out for them. Like, you know, when he died, like I was kind of like, oh, that's you know, that's sad. Like yeah. he was, like he, like they weren't bad people once they realized. No. And, you know, the sheriff even realized early on that you know Brian's not responsible for any of this. Right. Great, I like. Yeah, you gotta like his hair. You gotta like Flag's hair. I'll tell you that much. That's a kick-ass I, I, mullet. I don't know uh, that this did very well when it came out, but it's damn enjoyable. And it bombed. I've watched I it a ton of times. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 It's it was a, a weird time. It's a weird time. Look at all the movies we're talking about in 1988. It was kind of ill-timed for what was happening in the genre. Honestly. Nineteen million dollar budget made eight million. Yeah. Wow. It, remember, this is when slashers. This is when they brought Michael Myers back and shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of ill-timed. Yeah, it's crazy, and now it's like a, it's a classic. It's amazing. Yeah, it has become a classic. Well, how classic is it? In, in two exploding heads, what do you got, B? I'll go first. Uh, it's it's close to perfection for me. Nine and a half out of ten. Wow. It's well, it's it's damn close. I'll save the drama. I'll go in the middle because I don't know how high C's coming in for me. I have come up a little bit, and listening to you guys talk about it has definitely helped that. I watched it for the first time in years, about two years ago, and I gave it an eight. And after watching it again and tonight's discussion, it I'll go up. It's eight and a half for me. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad to hear you guys, man. I'm almost as high as Brandon. I'm a nine out of ten. Great movie. Ooh, man. Oh, almost made it. it you know what? Rough. I'm going to bump my score up to ten and a half. So ah. it's, it's a no, The Descent didn't make it. I just missed out by, what, a half a point last show with The Descent? <laughs> you know with me though it's, it all comes back to the, the next watch because I don't I don't keep my scores written down so I never really remember what I rated a movie I rated each you know for, for the sake of a show I rated each time I you know watch it <laughs> shit so. I, well that's why the top 100 is going to be a little easier for me than it is you because I got everything written down from freaking 2013 and up oh so. I got nothing I'll literally look at the years and be like love that love that love that <laughs> nice that's the end of that, huh? Uh, wow. We got to do our top ten. We do that real quick. Top ten or top it. five? What are we gonna do? I, I I got ten. I wrote them down as we were talking earlier. I, I should have done you... that while we were talking. 
That's fine. You can do it. See, do you have 10? Yeah, I do. Okay, go ahead. And let, let's let Brandon think. Right, you want me to, so number 10. This is so hard, but I had to pick <laughs> so between, between two of them. And I went with Halloween 4. Number 9, Bad Dreams. Number wow. 8, Pin. Number 7, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Number 6, Night of the Demons. Number 5, Brain Damage. Number 4, Phantasm 2. Number 3, Dead Ringers. Number 2, The Blob. And number 1, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Wow. Our lists are so different. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) I think we only have four that are alike on our top 10. That's crazy. That never happens in any list we've ever done. Okay. Well, here's mine. And I really wanted to put Bad Dreams on. It's close, but I had to go with my heart on number 10. Number 10, I give to Waxwork. I've always had a a thing for that movie, especially the unrated version. Yeah. Number nine, Cheerleader Camp. We've talked about it. Number eight, Scarecrows, which I've really got an affinity for now. Number seven, Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Number six, we have the same movie, see, Night of the Demons. Uh, Five is The Blob. Four is Pumpkinhead. Three is Pin. Number two is Child's Play. And number one is Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Nice. Same number ones. <laughs> yep. Same number ones, but we only have four that were the same. Wow. And I have wax, Waxwork was just off the list, Sleepaway Camp 2, and Nightmare 4, because I actually do like Nightmare 4, if, if you remember. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. Is it my well, turn? <laughs> your turn, B. <laughs> While B is thinking, I guess we'll take one second to uh, promote uh, episode 100 which is uh, official. It's now in the works. We are going to be doing the top 100 movies of the decade. This will be episode 100. Yeah, baby. Episode two episode (laughs) from the year 2010 to 2019. So it'll be a few months after 2019 ends. Give us time to sit on it a little bit. We're looking at probably a, a May release. We'll see. This is episode 88. That's episode 100. So we have a little time. Um, yeah, we have people that are, have weighed in already. We have t- reached out to um, podcasters that um, that we are friends with and whose opinion we respect, especially for modern stuff. We have about 25 people right now on the list from different podcasts that are giving list of hundreds. And we're going to add it all up and we have a, um, you know, more on it later, but that's what's going to happen. And our patrons are invited to also submit if they would like to. Hells so yes. It's official. Episode 100 is going to be the top 100 movies of the decade. Our decade. That's coming nice. to an end. And I got my it's... top 10 done. It's a rough okay. top 10, but I think I got it. Number 10, Pumpkinhead. Number 9, Serpent in the Rainbow. Number 8, Dead Ringers. Number 7, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Number 6, Night of the Demons. Number five, Pin. Wow. Number four, Sleepaway Camp 2. Number three, Child's Play. Number two is Hellraiser 2. And number one, The Blob. Nice. Oh, so, yeah. Just those are, yeah, those were the ten. <laughs> I should have been doing that while, you, while we were recording. <laughs> All right. Well, we made it. We're going to be out next show. Show 89 is going to be 
our last non-horror trilogy, <laughs> although they are kind of dark movies. But oh, uh, this is gonna this, one movie yeah. in particular on this list. It's a grief trilogy. <laughs> this is Jeez. Patreon, all from Mark L. A Dancer in the Dark, The Hunt, and Dear Zachary. Oh my God! Yep, and then we're. I know, I don't know anything about these things, so we'll see. The Thing from 2011 has a triple R, and a little bonus thing, the top 20 found footage movies. We're doing a top 20 list. So we're going to have a little fun with that. Four movies in a list? Well, yeah, 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 four movies in a list. So not even five movies. How about that? (laughs) So, yeah, so very cool. That's what we're doing next show. Again, if you guys want to submit uh, a top 100, um, you can join the Patreon if you're not already there. Patreon.com slash Exploding Heads. So yeah, that's all we to, got. And try to see those films before uh, oh, please. Yeah. before the show because uh, they'll definitely be spoiler reviews. It's hard not to. And you really yeah. need to see all of them, especially Dear Zachary, without knowing anything about it. Okay. Well, I'll say them again. Dancer in the Dark, 2000. The Hunt, 2012. Dear Zachary, A Letter to His Son About His Father, 2008. Watch him in that order, too. There you go. And it's all about grief. So it's going to be a sad, uh, grieving show. But we're going to have a little fun with the, the Thing remake and uh, some found footage talk. So yes. we're going to be out of here. We love all you guys. Thank you very much. Good night. See you next time. Yeah. yeah. Good night, everybody. Peace.